We have a uh, new, well, actually, we have an old lineup here on KFI. We just changed <laughs> our numbers. Gary and Shannon uh, start from uh, 10 o'clock now. They go 10 to 2. Gary Hoffman. Yeah, this is permanent. Yeah, every day. Yeah, we'll see how that Until, little... Until uh, somebody else has uh, another bright idea. Shannon Farron. <laughs> my mouth hurts. Yeah. yeah, my ears hurt. Gary and Shannon. So you got to stick around. Close when you Like, who's Scooby and who's Shaggy? Like, which one? Who's the dog here? Uh, and where did they come up with that? And is that like a... Is where that, did they come up with like that? Is this like a senior moment? They came up with that in 1979. Is that when Scooby-Doo aired? I have no idea. I, I, I mean, I know it's an ongoing thing, but I don't think it's a current... Not, uh, September 1976 is when it premiered. I mean, if they're going to make fun of us... Let's let's move it into the at least the eighties and the nineties, right? Yeah. After I, everything that I went through with them, they're gonna call me a dog. So like, they were like, me- oh, they're like Rocky and Bullwinkle. Okay, that goes farther back, oh. Blake. Um, but I appreciate <laughs> it. At least they're even Boris and Natasha to use that as an example, because then you have you know who is who, right? Get it mm-hmm. together. If Who you're going to insult us, bring your A game, John and Ken. They're like Lewis and Clark. They're, they're like they're like the JV Church League of insults with Scooby Doo and Shaggy. I mean, I expect better from you. Oh, we have a. Uh, did you know who Statler and Waldorf are? Oh, is that the Muppets? Statler and Waldorf are the old Muppet guys that sit up in the balcony and just heckle the show the entire time, and they're sour about everything. So I've always heard that reference, and I think we can do better throughout okay. the course of the show. Again, it's an older it's an older reference, right? We're going to figure out a more a newer reference. Yeah. Beavis right. and Butthead. Um, I don't know if more that recent? fits perfect. More it is recent? more recent. All right. Uh, we'll we'll play for you in the next segment. I'll play for you what they said yesterday, what John and Ken said about us yesterday. They are winning right now. Their current yeah. bid is at two thousand. Ours is at a thousand thirty. Right, but then I mean, and two of those are Monica's bids. So I am which I a, appreciate. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, Monica. yeah. I think I'm that's not fantastic. above starting a GoFundMe page to beat them. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Crowdsource the, yes. the individual bid. Yes, because that's then, how juvenile I am. Okay. Well, I would donate. I've lost enough. You can go on to Pastathon.com <laughs> uh, and then see what we're talking about. We're talking about the bids for the. Uh, I'm being very dramatic today. Yes. FYI. Blanket apology. B- bids for the uh, opportunity to watch a Dodgers game with us, with, uh, with uh, Gary and Shannon show. Or. With the Statler and Waldorf show, if you okay. wanted to do that. So Nancy Pelosi Ooh, lost fire. her mind today, and we've got to start this on social media because we spent some time, I believe it was just yesterday, talking about Catholicism, growing up Catholic. And her quote today was, as a Catholic, we don't hate anyone. Because oh. she was asked if she hates the president. We don't hate anyone in the world. That is such crap, Nancy. 
Well, that is such crap. As a Catholic, I hate a lot of S. So the Speaker of the House, wait, what? The Speaker of the House does a weekly news conference, and she's been busy this last couple of weeks because, of course, it's her intelligence committee that was doing the uh, impeachment inquiry hearings. The Judiciary Committee picked it up with yesterday's discussion about the constitutionality of impeachment. So she tries to kind of soft-shoe her way into this news conference this morning, asking how everybody's holidays were. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Thank you, school marm Pelosi. (laughs) Are we going to have a good Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just see. Yeah, oh, we'll good see. lord. Uh, now, the what details. The, as a Catholic, you learn to be fake, don't you? <laughs> and also with you. I'll take the speaker at her word, but if she paused for a moment, if she looked at just the facts, she would not have made that determination. I just let that run. That was Kevin McCarthy, uh, the congressman who is now the majority leader in the House. Here is the version. Here's the longest version that I found that was of. Uh, of note, this is Nancy Pelosi talking about the the question was something like, uh, are you doing this because you hate the president? Are you going on with this impeachment and are you asking for articles of impeachment to be drawn up because of your hate for the president? As a Catholic, I resent your using the word hate in a sense. Oh, now, wait a minute. <laughs> I just want to stop right there. She doesn't hate, but she resents. Because remember, as a Catholic, you don't hate, but you can resent. Because that makes more sense. As a Catholic, I resent your using the word hate in a sentence that addresses me. I don't hate anyone. I was raised in a way that is full, a heart full of love and always prayed for the president. And I still pray for the president. I pray for the president all the time. Baloney. So that don't is such mess crap. with me when it comes to words like that. Don't mess with me. As a Catholic, we threaten people. Scooby. As a Catholic. As a Catholic, you are threatened. From the moment you step in, you are threatened. You're threatened with eternal damnation unless you do the certain things that the Catholic Church wants you to do. Which is impossible. Now, (laughs) you're just going to hell anyway. You don't care. Well, if you follow all the rules of Catholicism, like it's really a hard, hard thing to do. Well, now, listen, one of the things that that Nancy Pelosi would say is as a Catholic, I am called upon to pray for everyone in my life and pray for my leaders and pray for people I don't like and to love my enemies. She I mean, doesn't all of pray, the, do you believe she prays for the president? Um, I believe baloney. I don't know if As she Catholic, prays for Donald Trump. You learn Trump. to lie is what you learn to do. <laughs> I think you learn you would, to be fake. You learn to put on a facade and you learn to lie. I think she prays for the country. I'll say that. And I think sure. that, that to do that, you have to pray for the leadership in the country to do the no, right I don't things think, and make yeah, the I don't right think decisions. he crosses her mind in her prayers. Furthermore, I don't think she says says prayers every night because as a Catholic, uh, you pretend that you do all of that. Right. But how many really do? Well, we were talking about earlier on Twitter. There should be a hashtag today that is as a Catholic, as a Catholic. There is just as a Catholic. Yeah. So and then you get to fill in whatever the blank is after that, because you may you may fully uh, adhere to Catholicism. And this is this is your lane and you're hitting a home run today. Otherwise, you're a, a jack Catholic, lapsed Catholic. You hate Catholicism, whatever it is. But there's a lot of answers. Or there's a lot of oh, um, so many. There's a lot of ends to that sentence. Perhaps. So many. Right. And I also don't like somebody trotting out their faith for a political reason. That that's an unusual. It, place it leaves for it a to bad be. taste in my mouth. As a Catholic, I would never do that. Well, listen. If if you can point to <laughs> if you could point to her district, just look at her. District. As a Catholic, I like people pooping in the streets. Right. 
as a Catholic, stepping over hypodermic needles on Market Street is totally fine. As a Catholic, I like seeing people shoot up on BART on my way to work. This was not the right instance for her uh, to get into that. Oh, look, we're getting closer to uh, those guys in the afternoon. uh Uh-oh. We're within uh, 800 bucks of them now. Woo, 800 bucks. Yeah, I'll play for you what what uh, Stadler and Waldorf said yesterday when it came to <laughs> our show. And if you have a better a better duo that we can use <laughs> in place of John and Ken, let yeah, us know. Yeah, hook us up on social media. We Get us know. at uh, Gary and Shannon. All right. We will come back. We'll play that for you. We'll also talk a little bit more about Because uh, as a Catholic, we are vengeful people. <laughs> as a Catholic. <laughs> oh, did you see that somebody went to Walmart? The the Walmart Walmart <laughs> is, is that like a Harry Potter person? Walmart. That's where uh, the bad guy shops oh from God. Harry Potter. Uh, no, the, somebody went to Walmart and asked for asked them to page. Mr. Clinton killed Epstein. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll play that for you. I love well. it. Gary Channel will continue in a moment. Monica, what's going on? What are the characters' names from Dumb and Dumber? That's my new pitch. Oh, That's good. We'll that find that good. out. All right. We'll come back with that. Or just out. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I thought that was going to go the other way. I just saw the beginning of the message, and uh-huh. it was like listening to Shannon talking about Catholics, and I was like, I've, I'm pissing off Catholics, but you know what? I've earned the right. I put in my years. I put in my time. I did my service. I wore that plaid skirt. I wore that jumper. You went to a Catholic school? Yes. Wow. That's next level. Every Tuesday and Thursday morning. I listened to all that crap for many years. And also with you. And also with you. Man. It's getting hot in here for some reason. No, no, no. I think think faith is really good for a lot of people. (laughs) I really do. I think it helps people through a lot of things in life. Just not through their plaid face. It's a little aggr- it's a little aggressive with the plaid. Is that what you're saying? No, the plaid was nice. It was nice to not worry about what you're going to wear every day. So it did bring you some peace. It did bring me some peace. Gary and Shannon, KFI <laughs> AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. A couple of stories that we're following. We'll talk more in, in 1230 segment. Uh, we get into Swamp Watch about what Nancy Pelosi was talking about when she said that she is directing the House Judiciary Committee to come up with the uh, articles of impeachment. We'll also talk about what this means in terms of the schedule. There are only a few work days left, actually, for the House. So if they are going to hold a full vote of the House on impeachment, uh, they'll have to do so within a couple of weeks. So we'll talk about that, what it means for the Senate as well. Uh, Big story yesterday as well from Pearl Harbor. Yeah, they say that a U.S. sailor killed two civilian workers and injured another before killing himself there at the Pearl Harbor Naval shipyard in hawaii the motive they say is still unclear we don't have the shooter's name but he was an active duty u.s sailor assigned to the submarine the uss columbia the um seeing this yesterday the original reports were that there was an active shooter that this was a significant thing not that it's insignificant but it did not turn out to be as dire as it um uh, as it appeared originally plus this is not near the 
sort of the touristy area of Pearl Harbor. Uh, the description of it is not near USS Arizona or any of the displays or anything like that that talks about the attack on Pearl Harbor. This is the ti- deep into the shipyard area. The timing is odd, isn't it? We're two yeah. days away or three days, I guess, from yesterday yeah. away from obviously December 7th, National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. One witness who did not give his name was at his desk yesterday when he heard the gunshots there from Shipyard Dry Dock 2. It's a maintenance area for nuclear submarines. And he says, I kind of recognize that as gunshots. And I looked out the window, saw three people on the ground. I looked out in time to see the shooter. He says, who I assume was a sailor because he was in uniform. And I saw him point the gun at his head and shoot himself. Mm. I heard that guy interviewed and he was, uh, he had a hard time getting those words out. Really? Yeah. I I can't imagine. Because this is moments after, I mean, he was interviewed moments after this had happened, whether it's an hour or two hours, whatever. I mean, it just, after it happened like that, he was uh, trying to get those words out. So we'll keep an eye. Again, no motive yet in terms of why uh, or exactly the relationship, if there was any, between the shooter, and uh, the people who were killed. Hey, we've got a big day coming up tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be awesome. We're going to be out at Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove uh, for our ninth annual Pastathon. And as we've done for the last several years, we do the entire day there, starting with Jonesy and Wake Up Call at 5 in the morning, all the way through Handel's show and our show, and John and Ken and Conway. Everybody will be broadcasting live. We'll be collecting money and pasta and sauce for Katarina's Club the charity that feeds thousands of kids every night in Southern California. 100% of your donation goes directly to Katarina's Club. You can go to any Smart and Final store, ask about the $10 KFI Pastathon donation featuring Barilla pasta and sauce, generously donated by Barilla and Smart and Final products. They'll add $10 to your bill, and then you'll get a code for a chance to win a 13-day trip for two to Italy, courtesy of Trafalgar, the world's leading guided vacation company. A couple of things that you should know about. Uh, first of all, on line right now the auctions are open so just about every show has something that they're auctioning off for example uh, jonesy and wake up call has a casino experience that you can bid on where you go for uh, dinner at san manuel the pine steakhouse and then a hundred bucks to gamble with uh, on us uh, the the bids are up for a couple hundred bucks for those already we are doing something. We're doing a couple of things. I'll do get this one out of the way. We're doing a speaking part in It's a Wonderful Life coming up on Friday, <laughs> December 20th. I only laugh because I spent a couple more hours going through that script last yeah. night. It's, oh, it's, it's going to so be so funny. stupid. Uh, but it anyway, was really funny what you did last year. With the Christmas Carol? Yes. Well, this one is... A, it was brilliant. I have to kind of... I have to shoehorn some stuff in there. I'll just say that. But It's a Wonderful Life is coming up on Friday, December 20th, and you will win a speaking part if you win this auction. Here's the other thing. We have sort of a – you could argue that the descriptions match in terms of the auction items that we share with uh, uh, the Lloyd and Harry show. But (laughs) it's, it's to go watch a Dodger game in the suite with us. Or with them. Do you like Lloyd and Harry no. better than Dumb and Dumber? No. Because Dumb oh, and Dumber an just kind of goes straight to the point. Right, but here's the thing. It's not if esoteric. You, if you said Lloyd and Harry, you'd throw them into a tailspin. Neither one of them would get the reference. <laughs> what about Ren and Stimpy? No, Ren I liked Stimpy, them. They were too They were too <laughs> likable. But here's really? the thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yesterday, <laughs> right. as, I'm, as I'm driving home, I'm listening to John and Ken, yeah. and they start talking about that. Well, we're running out of time. You know what? Let's do it in the next All segment right. because uh, it'll, it'll play in perfectly with our topic. Ren was real angry. 
I know, I know. That That's was a good true. show, though. But lovable, but and lovable. S- yeah, Stimpy was dumb. And All I'm right. not feeling love towards them after what they said about us. Okay. Uh, any love that I felt towards them uh, is not is not a reality this morning. We did get a suggestion, Scrooge McDuck and Mr. Smithers. I've heard that before, too. Yeah. Which I don't... It's, Why I'd rather mi- keep it a, I'd rather keep it a mix, one... Yeah. It's also one an universe. 80s, 90s reference. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, we'll talk about this when we come back. Gary and Shannon will continue. You know, it's not nice that you requested an ultimate pizza when Morgan, who's producing for us today, has decided she's vegan. She, no, hold she's on been a vegan for eight hours. There's not a single thing, not a single pizza on the round table menu that is vegan. Did you look it up? Yeah, I just went through. Oh, okay. Which is, it's fine because I'm plant-based. How about, okay, how about now garlic parmesan? Now, Do you want some garlic parmesan twists? That sounds good. No, 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 no. I'm plant-based. You're There's plant-based. milk in the dough. You want to go sit on the toilet for the rest of the day? Oh, my God. You know what? Your yeah. vegan superiority has matured very well over the nine hours that you've been a vegan. I'm just feeling a lot better with myself. Clearly you are. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. a little bit uppity today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it'll change your life. You're better what, than all of us. What now. kind of animal <laughs> gave you that brown uh, Chewbacca jacket that you're wearing? Well, it's Fox because it's from a Walmart. It's like $10. So uh, there's no oh, way it's real. Okay. She was for foe on that. Did you oh, Fox or foe? What? Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Stop it. Wait, did that happen for real? Wow. Can we dump that? Yeah. Wow. We, we totally did, could. Did you know that Blake? that was not a thing? <laughs> that, that, that that X is silent? I was uh, today's years old. When you found out that that's what the word was. Wow. Uh, oh, no. We did some real work here today, folks. Next hour, we're going to tell you about this uh, Channel 7 <laughs> helicopter. I had to make an emergency landing after a drone strike, uh, we think, is exactly what happened. So we're going to try to get a hold of the uh, the pilot who was doing that. Also, next hour, and maybe later on in the show, Jason Nathanson, we're going to try to get him as well. NBC has decided they will open a formal investigation into what happened in the America's Got Talent scandal with Gabrielle Union, um, Julianne Huff, Jay Leno, Simon Cowell, all of those. So we'll talk about that coming up. But we wanted to just we wanted to bring this to some sort of uh, we just wanted to bring this to your attention yesterday. As we're John and Ken home. resorted to violence because we do have competing auction items that are the same thing. It's a Dodger game. You sit in the suite with us or with John and Ken, and this is all for the children. So it's all in good fun, right? This is all for. Katarina's club and raising money for kids, but we want to beat them <laughs> and they want to beat us. And they resorted to violence yesterday when they resorted to name calling. They talked about how at the postathon.com website, all of the auction items are on there. And when they went and looked at it, I guess, I guess uh, Ken was listening to our show yesterday and heard us talking about it, but they didn't know that they were also doing the auction. They, they didn't know that they were up for the event as well. How do you not know that? How do you not know that? Thanks to the Shaggy and Scooby show, uh, John Cobelt. Yeah. uh, I was made aware that we're we're doing a Dodger game uh, auction, you and I. Is that right? It is on there. You have fun. (laughs) Postathon.com. You have fun with that. (laughs) Boy, that'll sell it. (laughs) Uh Oh, sure, I'll go. Yeah. The opening bid's a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars, huh? And Shaggy and Scooby are at a thousand and twenty. I don't understand the freaking reference. 
reference. That doesn't make any sense. It's from 1976. It's freaking Scooby Doo. And I'm clearly the dog in this because Shaggy is Why? the dude, the blonde dude. Shaggy and so doesn't I'm have blonde freaking hair. Scooby Doo. Shaggy doesn't have blonde hair. I'll, I'll say that. Yes, he does. No, he? it doesn't. That's Fred. Yeah. Well, I don't know because I was a youth the last time I freaking watched that show. Can we move into the new millennium? (laughs) For crying out loud. As a Catholic, this pisses me off. So we've been trying to figure out who it is that these guys now remind us of. Is it Stadler and Waldorf from the Muppets? I remember being a teenager in love. Yeah, but Queen Victoria wouldn't have you. We've gotten a lot of of suggestions. Itchy and Scratchy was one of them. Ooh, that's good. It is a good one. Oh, I yeah, Jen came up with that one. Itchy and Scratchy. Oh, and then what were the guys? (laughs) What were the Canadian guys from uh, South Park? Oh, uh, Philip. Oh God. We got. uh, We need some grumpy old men as a suggestion. Yeah, but that's. I need another name. Some some suggestions that I don't. I'm not even familiar with. Just throw them out there. We'll see what happens. Terrence uh, and Philip. <laughs> Terrence and Philip. That's what it was. Terrence and Philip is good. I don't know if it should be so esoteric to where they're not going to know. You know, and that's why I think we need to dumb it down a little bit. Mm. Oh, how about this one? <laughs> Emu, Emu, and Doug. <laughs> and Doug. That's funny. <laughs> My dog hates those commercials. With a passion. He wants to get that email. We'll be taking all your suggestions for our new names for John and Ken coming Uh, up. uh, Because just, I I don't even under, to your point, where where does the Scooby and thanks to the Shaggy and Scooby show. That doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't get the leap that was made there. Listen, I'll I'll take a good insult, but you got to bring your A game. You've got to make it make sense, and then I'll give you a round of applause for it. Right. But that's that's church league crap. Who was the uh, Fred uh, Daphne? So if it was like Fred and Daphne from Scooby Doo show, yeah, maybe yeah, you know it's still a reference that's older than my life. And they're both supposed to be dumb, right? They're airheads. No, no, Fred. Fred is kind of a goober. He's the he's the big tough guy with the with the orange. Shaggy ascot, Shaggy sucks, right? Shaggy and yeah. Scooby are the ones that are dumb yeah. that sit around eating Scooby snacks all right, the time. Right. I thought Velma was like the only competent one in that. She group. was. She was. She was. Clearly. Uh she had but I don't understand the blue tinted glasses. That mm. never made sense. Who was the hot girl? Daphne. Daphne. Yeah. <laughs> she was a redhead. But I gotta be the dog. <laughs> I didn't you don't Thanks, Ken. Have to be. You know what? You know what we should do? What? Hey, Blake, you know, let's, in terms of the pizza, let's get the stinkiest pizza we can the find. The garlic special. Let's get a garlic special. I, I and then, okay, and then leave it. one in Wait, here. I don't want to ingest it. Behind one of these panels where they can't find Why it. Why don't we go halfway and do the onion, the King Arthur special one with the onions? No, let's do half the meat and half the garlic just so we can leave a piece back in here. Now this is. Can we do half the onion one because my girl won't be around me if I eat all that garlic? Oh my god, Richard! This is not about you and your birthday. This is about (laughs) John and Ken. Get onions because of his wife. I give him that. Well, you're not going to be near my wife. No, but the garlic's going to be near my fiance. <laughs> Got it. You can help us out, figure out all of this uh, by helping out Katarina's club. Go to pastathon.com, bid on everything, including <laughs> the Dodger game with the Gary and Shannon show in the suite, or you can bid on 
<laughs> Dodger game with itchy and scratchy. <laughs> you realize there was zero content in that segment? No, that's not true. We're pitching the Pastathon, pastathon.com. I have an idea. And though. tomorrow you can heckle them during their show live at Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove. We get the the ultimate pizza with a side order of the garlic twists, and we just hide a couple of those garlic twists in the studio. Yes. Winner. Boom. Or Gary could just open a yogurt. And be done with this whole no, thing. No, we're going to F them up today. <laughs> wow, look at you. Jeez. As a Catholic. <laughs> wow. As, As a Catholic. Catholic. Wow. Okay. Scoopy All and right. Shaggy. That will be the last time they call me a dog. Again, we're not certain that well, that was the... But I can understand. All right. Fred Rogan's going to join us in a few minutes. There was uh, yet another play-by-play guy who got into some trouble. Um, we'll explain what he said and why it's troublesome when we come back to Gary and Shannon. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Morgan came up with a good one. Regina George and Gretchen Wieners. Oh, that's an interesting and much more current reference. Yes, sir. Fred, you got that one? Yes. No. (laughs) Yes. Least confident yes I've ever heard. This is good. This is payback for what's my name is what this is. (laughs) 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 Who is Regina George? Uh, and is butter a carb? That's your first hint. Butter a carb? Regina George is the wife of Milton George. No. no. <laughs> Where's the buzzer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, we're yeah, getting... but on, on what's my name? At least we give you she pictures. She plays that's wing true. for the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. <laughs> her, her brother was in the CFL. <laughs> no, she's, uh, she's a main character from the movie Clueless. Oh, okay. No, so mean I've girls. seen the movie. Mean Girls. Mean sorry, girls. Mean Girls. <laughs> well, okay, I've seen that. I just screwed it up. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Good, good try. All those high school girl movies uh, uh, run together. Okay, Tim Ryan, what an idiot. All right, let me uh, play this for you. 49ers announcer. He's the analyst on the radio broadcast for your San Francisco 49ers. They're not, no, they're not your 49ers. They're your right. 49ers. Right. <laughs> on the radio, uh, uh, on KNBR up in San Francisco, Tim Ryan said this about Lamar Jackson, the quarterback for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. When he's his dark skin color with a dark football, with a dark uniform, you could not see that thing. I mean, you literally could not see when he was in and out of the mesh point. And it, it, it and that's going to mean, and you're a half step slow on. You're a half step slow on yeah. trying to catch now, him. Now, I understand You're a half that step slow on saying it. As right. the analyst, you're going to want to make excuses for the loss that the 49ers suffered in Baltimore. Sure. But how did that get out of his mouth and him not pull the car right over? Is it because I'm getting from his voice that it was a morning hit? He probably had just woken up. He Mm -hmm. wasn't thinking. All right. So anyway, you came in earlier and you said, hey, you want to talk about this? So the guys in our office, the the sports station, we we, were talking about it. And the, the sentiment was, and understand that the guys I work with, Kevin Figures and Rodney, are both African American. Okay. And uh, we do a show with Eric Dickerson once a week, who's African-American. Really, I'm the only white guy. I, I'm like the Oreo. I'm the middle. And you came in and asked that. And Kevin said, you know, there is some truth to that. But he's the wrong guy to say it. Yeah. Right. That That's the thing is I think people are outraged 
on other people's behalf. But here's the thing. It's taking away from the fact that this is the number one rush rushing offense that's able to to, to work in their play action as yeah. well as they do for that fact. And when you take something away from a black quarterback in this league, you are going towards a whole chapter of really uncomfortable times in the NFL when black players didn't get the chance to play quarterback. You shouldn't take anything away from a black quarterback in this league this year or any year. Especially, I mean, before because before even Tim Ryan made these comments, Lamar Jackson's name has been brought up in every discussion about uh, MVP of the league because he's having an incredible year. And who would the other possibility be? Another black quarterback, right. Russell Wilson. Russell right. Wilson, right. right. Why would you ever take something away from Lamar Jackson? I mean, even if you're the analyst for the other team, why would you do that? Well, I, you know, I don't think he intentionally was trying to take anything away. No. But, you know, I, I think it's more a function of society and just how people think. He was trying to make the point that it's hard to find the ball in yeah. that scenario. <laughs> I don't think he was suggesting that Lamar Jackson shouldn't be the MVP. But it was it, it was the wrong thing to say. And as a well, I mean, he's a former player. Was he tight sure. end or linebacker? No, he was a defensive back. Oh, I was think. he? Okay. Yeah. Um, it, when when he hears that come out of his mouth, though, I mean, we've all been there where we've said something not like that, but we've all said something. He didn't get it. He, he didn't, didn't get, get it. it. No, he didn't get it. it. It just made sense to him at the moment. He was just talking about a guy on the field who was trying to tackle somebody, and then when he hung up, then he got it. Yeah. Then yeah, I can was... imagine. And here's the thing. I mean, it, it, it you can make the excuse of I was just talking, you know, like you said, it's a morning show, first call of the day, first time I, you know, break the cobwebs out of my brain as I'm saying these types of things. But then later on in the afternoon, don't you think to yourself, well, gosh, why wouldn't the Cleveland Browns, when they play at home, destroy everybody? They can hide the football in their uniform, for God's sake, because it's also brown. You know, the thing is, he... He spoke, and I, I assure you, in his mind, he didn't say anything wrong. That's who he is. I mean, that's exactly what his thought process was, and that's inherent. You can't get that out. That, yeah. that became part of, of his thinking. And then when somebody said something to him, and we know somebody did, sure. he probably went, well, I didn't mean anything by that. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like, honestly, my grandmother, who is no longer with us, so many years ago, when she was living in Phoenix in the duplex. And she said, I said, Grandma, we got to clean the back of the duplex. Now, my grandmother was in her late 70s at the time. She was from Detroit. And she said, well, I'm just going to call a couple of colored guys to come over here and do it. I went, Grandma. No, Grandma. <laughs> no, Grandma. No. No. No, 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 no. not. And she looked at me and she said, what? Yeah, but that was a different. She came from a different time where that was in the uh, in the lexicon. But he came from a world, the football world, where maybe. And I'm not defending what he said because, good lord, he should have never said it. I'm just trying to give you some perspective on what his thought process might have been, where they might be talking like that in the locker room to each other. Who knows? I don't right. know. Yeah, that's true. If, I mean, to use your example, if Eric Dickerson had come in and said a similar comment, it would not have received the same heat. If Eric, if you listen to us when Eric Dickerson is on, the two weeks ago, we ran this clip that we had in our, our system of Vic's brother, who was Jewish, singing a prayer. Somebody was upset, called in and said that was terrible. I'm Jewish, by the way. 
said it was terrible. So I went on the air and said, we got to apologize to this guy. I mean, we didn't mean to offend anybody. The the board operator hit it, and everybody kind of chuckled. Eric said, I'm offended. I'm offended we don't sing any Negro spirituals. And they started to sing. If Eric Dickerson said it, it's one thing. I will will say this about Tim Ryan. He came out with an apology. He said, I regret my choice of words in trying to describe the conditions of the game. Remember, it was a horrible weather in Baltimore. That's what I'm saying. Lamar Jackson is an MVP caliber player. I respect him greatly. I want to sincerely apologize to him and to anyone else I offended. Now, Tim Ryan will be suspended at least for this this coming game, there are I at, think they're at in least. New I mean, he offended a lot of players. I think with that. Well, sure, he, yeah, yeah, but he offended the players for the reason you said, right? And that was this guy could be the MVP. What does his color have to do with it? Or you can't see the ball with his dark jersey, right? That's why the players were offended. Yeah, yeah. Fred, thank you. Well, always a pleasure. If you think Come of any time any names that we can call John and Ken, you just let us know. Yeah. Okay, I'll work on that. Thank you. All right. When we come back. Uh, a news helicopter had to make an emergency landing after it got hit by a drone. Come on, you morons. Let's well, you mean the people flying the chopper? No. Yeah. This idiots put the put your freaking drones away. They're not seven. Yeah. Horses' asses. Can, can I just say one thing? Yeah. Yeah, if that drone, because I know what station the, the drone hit the chopper of. If that drone had flown near the Channel 4 helicopter... We'd have shot that thing right out of the sky. Absolutely. You guys. NBC does not mess around. We don't. Gary and Shannon will continue right after this. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app on Thursday, December 6th. So our spice. 5th. 6th is tomorrow. 6th is the pastathon. I was getting ahead of myself because I was going to say the 5th is the day before the 6th, which is the pastathon. <laughs> um, our spies are out in force, yeah. and they're reporting to us that Scooby and Shaggy are not the worst names John and Ken have called us. Ooh, okay. We have a report that Ken called one of us Perineum. What? Seriously? Now what that's did you do to piss him off. I've done nothing but well, what have I joy done? I and light to, to both of them. Huh. Yesterday, John and Ken referred to us as. Uh... Scooby and Shaggy. Thanks to the Shaggy and Scooby show. <laughs> Sorry. That's not funny. It's not funny, Monica. It's not yeah. topical. I know. It's not funny, Velma. She was smart. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, we got the, the the dumbest characters on that show. <laughs> uh, by the way, we also got updated. It wasn't 1976. It was 1969 when Scooby, Doo, and Friends debuted. 1969. Really? Yeah. So anyway, we've been looking for names that we can call John and Ken, like uh, Ponch and John, Felix and Oscar, Millie Vanilli, uh, Terrence and Philip, Itchy and Scratchy. Millie Vanilli. Oh, that doesn't make a that's lot of super sense, timely. Yeah, that's also. One I of still like things. Regina George and Gretchen Wieners the best. That's pretty good. Uh, the House is taking a big new step toward impeaching the president. The Speaker announced today that. 
the House will draft formal articles of impeachment that accuse the president of abusing the powers of his office to advance his own political gain. It's likely that the full House would vote before Christmas. The president says he's not worried about impeachment. He has called it a hoax again, addressing the media today before a U.N. Security Council luncheon at the White House. When we get into Swamp Watch at 1230, I think we're going to talk a little bit more about Hillary Clinton making the rounds again. She's been doing a lot of interviews lately. And she's talking about lesbian rumors with Howard Stern. Is this what we're doing now? I th- Well, this is the 2019 version, I suppose, of boxers or briefs, like men or women, I guess. I don't know. Well, scary times for Air 7 HD, KABC's helicopter, when it was hit midair by an object yesterday, last night, had to make a precautionary landing. Terrifying. Chopper was flying over downtown. It was about 7.15 when the pilot and reporter, Chris Christie, no relation. No. Say they heard and felt a bang as an object struck the tail of the chopper. We were flying just east of downtown L.A. and we heard this pop, a loud bang. We felt it. We heard it. We all looked at each other, didn't really know what it was, and we just assumed it was a bird because that happens every once in a while. Uh, When we got on the ground, though, it was a different story. The, the images they saw, and they've uh, seen the pictures, if you haven't seen the pictures, there's literal holes in the uh, in the tail of the helicopter. And part of the body has uh, scratches. They're not quite certain because it's not like they found a, you know, half a drone stuck in the stuck in the tail or anything. But Chris Christie went on to say it, it the pilot believes that there was a flash of some kind, which may have been one of uh, either the red or the amber um, strobe lights on a drone. My pilot thought he saw a flash, and it looks like it might have been the green and red lights from a drone that might have caught the corner of his eye. But he didn't see it really until we felt it. Okay, a couple things about this. First of all, it's terrifying to me that bird strikes on helicopters are that common because just basic the basics of how the helicopter works the air that's being pushed down by the rotor, it's by the main rotor, I would imagine would push the bird out of the way unless they're flying at a certain speed. I don't know the physics of that. But but Chris Christie seemed to say that it's not uncommon for birds to strike a helicopter like that, especially in that portion of the uh, of the body. The second thing is, are you're not eight years old. Stop flying your stupid little play drone around. Right. It, there are plenty of people I know who have these, who use them professionally even, who aren't idiots about it. Why would you be flying it around at night, around da- anywhere around downtown, knowing that this is going to be one of the most traveled airspaces that we have in California? Okay, this is not a timely reference, but we may have an early leader in terms of our nickname for John and Ken. Okay. Archie and Edith. Yeah, I saw That's that. That's good. That's so good. But but there's but Edith was always a good person. Edith was always the one that had to try to pull Archie back from the edge. But just the way they go after each other. It's, I'll, I'll go. I'll with pull that. some audio in the break. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love that Archie and Edith, but it is also an older reference. Yeah. But or or not because remember Jimmy Kimmel is doing them live on ABC now. Maybe we switch it up every time we reference them. That's, a, that's not a bad idea. You know what I mean? That is not a we bad idea. We get like idea. a bunch of them in the hopper. Details about Pastathon when we come back. Plus, 
Uh, the UCLA community on edge. A couple of violent attacks on campus that we'll tell you about. Gary and Shannon will continue. I'm a match. She kerosene. You know she gonna burn down everything. She an arsonist in her pastime. And I've been burned for the last time. Time, time, time. Whoa. I've been burned for the last time. Time, time, time. Whoa. I've been burned for the last time. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM640, live everywhere on that iHeartRadio app. The U.S. House taking a big step toward impeaching the president. Pelosi announcing today that the House will draft formal articles of impeachment accusing the president of abusing the powers of his office to advance his own political gain. The president says he is not worried about it, that it is a hoax. We have a bunch coming up later in the show, including uh, Jason Nathanson joining us to talk more about what's going on with America's Got Talent. We know that uh, one of the judges, Gabrielle Union, had suggested that there was a toxic work environment there, that there were some racist jokes that went uh, unpunished. Uh, There may have been some racism involved in telling her what to wear and how to style her hair. So we'll talk about that. Also, some uh, some good strange science stories coming up in the 130 segment. Well, it looks like people at UCLA are quite on edge. There have been two separate violent attacks in recent days. One was a sexual battery which was reported on Tuesday. A female student talked to police, told them that a man approached her on campus about 2.15 in the morning, touched her inappropriately, then got into a car and took off. She says she was just walking home when she was approached by the suspect. Not sure if this is... uh, There's 40,000 students to attend UCLA. So this is a small town. Right. Medium sized. town, I guess. And uh, they have an incredibly uh, abundant university police department there. I know. So this is uh, it's strange that this is I shouldn't say it's strange that two violent attacks would do it. Two incidents wouldn't be enough. It's the fact that these are violent that has caused so much fear. Um, This supposedly suspect ran uh, southbound in a four-door sedan on Charles Young Drive west towards Strathmore Plaza. Um, Young African-American man, 23 to 28, light skin, short black braided hair, thin build, maybe wearing khaki or gray pants, they said. Uh, The other attack was on November 27th in the middle of the night as well. Somebody struck a campus security guard on the head with some unknown object, knocking him unconscious. Again, to your point, it's a small town. Yeah, so these are not, um, of course, it's not you have indicative any... of a problem. Uh, no, thankfully, and that's an amazing thing. You think about how uh, how I don't know readily available victims are in a situation like that, sure. and we don't see these types of attacks. I think that's a testament to I how safe so those too. usually are, especially because I mean, you look at the 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 girl that reported that the the guy touched her inappropriately. It's two fifteen a.m. She's walking to her dorm. You know how many students walking are walking to their dorms at two in the morning? Many, many, many. Right. Unfortunately, it's just well, part the, of college life. But but also, it's rare for someone to walk alone. Right. I mean, that's twenty one, years that's ago. The first thing they tell you. Twenty five years ago, that was the big deal. They had started a program at Chico State where you could call at any time of day. Yep. And somebody would come escort you wherever you wanted to go. I mean, they drill that into you in college, from what I remember, right. of you do not walk home alone as a as a girl. Hey, tomorrow is a big day. Tomorrow is our ninth annual Postathon. We're going to be broadcasting live all day from Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove. 
collecting money and pasta and sauce for Katarina's Club, whether it's one little bag uh, or one jar of sauce to truckfuls, whatever you've got, Katarina's Club will take. And, of course, they feed thousands of kids every night here in Southern California. A hundred percent of your donation will go directly to Katarina's Club. Uh, one easy way to do that is to go to Smart and Final, any Smart and Final store, California, Nevada, Arizona, and ask about that $10 KFI Pastathon donation that features Barilla Pasta and Sauce. Thanks to our friends at Barilla Pasta and Sauce and, of course, Smart and Final. They will add 10 bucks to your bill, and you get a code for a chance to win a 13-day trip for two to Italy, courtesy of Trafalgar, the world's leading guided vacation company. For more drop-off locations or to donate online, you can go to pastathon.com. couple exciting auction items up there. We have a Dodger game, so you can bid to hang out with us in the suite at the Dodger game. We know that we are not the draw, and it is the suite, and it absolutely is the draw. And, in fact, if you if you want us to just not talk to you yeah we'll we'll totally respect that we get that uh because the game is going to be that much more important if i win that's what i want you want to go but you want us to stay off to the side yeah yeah just feed me hot dogs Uh, yeah you can have as many dodger dogs as you want um there's beer there's a whole bit whatever you want so chips the cookies that are there those cookies are are not chocolate chip cookies they're chocolate Mm -hmm. chunk cookies damn right damn right and (laughs) i've seen you put down several of those all right i'm I'm putting another bit in there was a time when i was sitting in the suite (laughs) where i look over to my right and in this next suite over was the late great frank robinson yes and then next to him was the uh, commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. Right. That was wild. So, I mean, just to give you an idea. And that's why not... you ate six of those cookies. Just looking at You got so Frank excited. Robinson, I was like, oh my gosh, is that re- that's really Frank Robinson. You ate as many cookies as I eat Dodger dogs. Easy. We'll get back to that in a second. Uh, there's another thing that you can win from our show as well. A speaking part in the upcoming live radio production of Gary and Shannon's It's a Wonderful Life. Friday, December 20th, we'll be doing the show live from the KFI studios here in Burbank. Of course, we're going to give you the script. Lunch will be provided as well. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There is a chance that my daughter plays Mary. Oh, that's great. Not great, considering some of the lines that I felt like I should, I might have to pull back a little bit She went to public school. She did, but it's different when her dad delivers the lines. So anyway, well, you can bid on that. That value is priceless. You come into the (laughs) studios, you do the show with us, you get to meet everybody on the show and everything. We're getting more suggestions because John and Ken have turned to violence to outbid us Uh, for the Dodger game experience. They're starting to call us names on that program. Thanks to the Shaggy and Scooby show. Yeah, the, uh, I'm a dog Shaggy in this in this hypothetical. Um, Archie and Edith was one of our early oh, favorites. Oh, um, I like that. Archie and Meathead is a late ad. We've got Heckle and Jekyll, The Odd Couple, Laurel and Hardy, uh, Dumb and Dumber, Regina George, Gretchen Wieners. Somebody just said C-3PO and R2-D2. That's an insult to Star Wars. I was just going to say that they're too... Those two characters are too beloved. Yeah, I responded too cool. <laughs> <laughs> too cool. That's why Ponch too and John cool. also doesn't work. Those mm. guys were too cool. Absolutely. Um, Bert and Ernie? Yes. Bert and now, hold a on one. a second. That's the one I thought of yesterday when I heard them say it. That was the first <laughs> one I thought of was Bert and Ernie. What about Sonny and Cher? Too cool. Too cool. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, what was the other one that came in? There's just so many. Felix and Oscar. Oh, the Ken and Barbie show. 
For us or for them? For them. Too cool. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Oh, too cool. Well, you know, People John's just... the Barbie in that situation, and oh, that's ruining Barbie for me. A reminder, you can bid on all of this stuff. <laughs> Pastathon.com. We will uh, We will gladly... Uh, re- His feet wouldn't fit in those shoes. <laughs> maybe. Does he get a shoe stuck up his nose, too? For a few thousand bucks, maybe. Mm. Um, of course, the It's a Wonderful Life thing is uh, the play, the radio play, the Frank Capra holiday classic that's going to be bastardized by us. Uh, it's been brought to you by Winston with a Y security screens. And we'll tell you more about that as we get closer to the show. Coming up next, NBC has opened a formal investigation into all the drama surrounding America's Got Talent. We'll tell you all about it when we come back. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. A little bit later in the show, we'll get into Swamp Watch, talk about what's going on in Washington, D.C. Nancy Pelosi came out today and announced there will be articles of impeachment that will be drafted by the House Judiciary Committee. She didn't lay out a specific uh, schedule, but did say it's likely that the entire House would vote on impeachment before the Christmas break. They're Last day at work, must be nice to be a member of Congress. Their last day at work is going to be Friday, December 20th, so we should see it before then. Uh, Also, we'll get into uh, what's going on with the president now that he's back in D.C. after his trip through NATO. And you may be seeing this uh, video going viral where Joe Biden gets into it with a guy in, uh, I think it's in Iowa. Uh, But he stands up and confronts Joe Biden about Hunter Biden's work with Ukraine. And uh, they kind of it, it's less um, less cordial than you might expect things to be. Chipotle apparently has a problem with its employees getting so drunk that they're calling in hungover. <laughs> and so now they've employed uh, nurses to check on these workers. We'll get oh, into that coming up next. And I wanted to play this video. We'll have to repost this for you. But <laughs> the the newest um, Baba Booey, I think, to uh, to make its way into the lexicon is. Uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. Yes. So somebody went to a Walmart and asked the woman behind the counter at customer service, um, excuse me, would you do me a favor? I'm trying to find my friend. Oh, really? What's your friend's name? My friend's name is Mr. Clinton killed Epstein. Clinton killed Epstein. Could you page him for me? Oh, certainly. Good afternoon, Walmart customers. If I may have your attention, please. Will Mr. Clinton kill Gepstein <laughs> meet your party at the grocery entrance? Mr. Clinton kill Gepstein. So good. Please go to grocery entrance to meet with your party. Thank you. What's great is the video, the guy goes. Thank you very much, ma'am. And you, and you hear her say, oh, no problem. If he doesn't show up in about five minutes, come and I'll page him again. We too low, something wrong. <laughs> Holy fook. Uh, let's just, let's just open our eyes every once in a let's while when we go through Let's just go ahead show. and realize what we're saying. Do you recognize this theme song? <laughs> Yeah, 
That's the theme song to the Shaggy and Scooby show. It reminds no. me of a JV halftime dance. <laughs> I didn't know they did that at JV halftime. Sure. Well, you guys had a lot of you guys had a lot of extra stuff at your high school. We couldn't afford a JV halftime performance. You didn't have JV cheerleaders? You didn't have yeah, halftime? We had, we had cheerleaders. I don't think they did anything at halftime. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, what, what were they there for? <laughs> you cheer That's a during great question. the game? I have no idea you have what they a, were there a, for. You have a dance at the end of the every quarter, and you've got a halftime routine. I guess I wasn't paying attention. I was watching the game. What I was watching the guys in the tight pants. <laughs> right. Wait. Uh, NBC says they will launch a deep and actual investigation into the reality competition America's Got Talent. Um, Variety came out and reported that one of the judges, Gabrielle Union, was not going to be going back to the series because of her complaints about a toxic culture on the set. They sat for a five-hour meeting on Tuesday night, Gabrielle Union and the network. They said the initial conversation was candid and productive. Five hours. They said, while there will be a further investigation to get a deeper understanding of the facts, we're working with Gabrielle to come to a positive resolution. Who would you sit at a table with for five hours? Uh, Very few people. Very few. I mean, what kind of food is there? Mm, I would imagine in a corporate thing like that, there's like... uh, I can do an hour. Cheez-Its? I can do an hour. Cheez-Its? I don't know. Um... (laughs) Gabrielle Union tweeted yesterday that she shares her uh, she shared her unfiltered truth in the discussion, which, according to her, included a bunch of uh, racial insensitivity in the content of the actual show and some that was directed at Gabrielle Union herself. She had reported that she had been told she didn't describe who, at least not publicly. She had been told that she couldn't wear her hair a certain way or a certain clothes because they were too black. She also said that there was at least one young kid who was rapping, like an 11-year-old kid that she wanted to see continue on the show and was told America can't get behind that, even though this is 2019. Now, the inappropriate joke that she refers to was apparently from Jay Leno that never made it onto the show. Um the other but, is, but it was something about Simon Cowell and his dogs, and he said – Jay Leno said something along the lines of that looks like something you'd find on a Korean menu. Also, there was the complaint over the frequent indoor smoking from the executive producer Simon Cowell. Uh, Gabrielle's allergic to cigarette smoke and developed an ongoing bronchial infection as a result of him smoking inside all the time. This is not a one-time thing because other other celebrities have come forward who have spent time on that set whether they were judges or visiting and had similar complaints or at least backed up her version of these stories, Ellen Pompeo, Ariana Grande, Patricia Arquette, Kerry Washington, and you know who she's married to by the way? Yes. Dwayne Wade. Yes. And there was a whole kerfuffle about a, a family picture that they posted on Instagram. Their son was wearing like a crop top and had his nails painted white. Yeah. He had a uh, like fake nails on. Fake nails. Um, now it was a beautiful picture. They're a lovely family. Why anybody would give them s for that, or think that that, that, that was the America appropriate enough? way to? Are they trying to? I, are they trying to be uh, attractive to the middle? 
of the country and they think that the uh, a boy in nails would be a problem. Just don't be a D to anybody. Just keep it at we won't have to push people into these weird identity crises where they have to feel like, well, I'm non this and I can't have that and I don't feel this because people were a D to that person sometime before in their life and they felt like they had to carve out a niche for themselves. Chipotle has nurses on board now because I guess so many employees have been calling in hungover. Are you sure? They're like checking up on people. I think it's so like when I called Chris Little circa 2007 and was like, oh, man, I've got food poisoning. I can't come in today. I've got food poisoning. It must have it must have come (laughs) into my mouth from that vodka bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he would have sent a nurse to check on me at that home. That would have been pretty interesting. We'll talk about Chipotle's nurses when we come back. Gary and Shannon will continue. Shannon, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Scary scene last night for the uh, ABC7 helicopter flying out over uh, downtown L.A. They're pretty certain they hit a drone. Now, they were flying, they said, about 1,100 feet last night. The drones are not supposed to fly that high, at least not without some sort of special permission. And uh, they had to put the helicopter down in a safe spot. They they landed okay, but... um, they were just terrified because there's now literally a couple of holes in their tail boom. Just three days. tail boom. <clears throat> just three days before the 78th anniversary of Pearl Harbor that put us into World War II, a U.S. sailor yesterday shot three civilians with his service weapon, killing two of them, then took his own life there at Pearl Harbor. They said they're going to look and see if security should be upgraded before the annual ceremony there on Saturday. About a dozen survivors of that bombing in 1941 are expected to attend. Wow. They're they're still around. Yeah. Well, Chipotle is going to start a new program where they have nurses check on you. When you call in sick, the CEO, Brian Nichols, said at a conference yesterday, we have nurses on call so that if you say, hey, I've been sick. You get the call into the nurse, the nurse validates that it's not a hangover, that you're really sick, and then we pay for the day off to get healthy again. Okay, that sounds like it's so prevalent that they had to do something. Well, it's I mean, (laughs) my daughter was at Chipotle twice yesterday. Uh, Chipotle's it's fast food. I mean, I haven't it's had not... Chipotle in so long. I used to get it before John and Ken show, right? Um, and it is so good. I you and I ate there once at this Did one. We? Here, that was like five or six years ago, I think. Was that when we were having secret meetings because nobody could know about the show? Yeah, <laughs> we had to meet at undisclosed places. Like yeah. we couldn't talk here. We had. We had I to, love that. We yeah. had to talk about the old. Shaggy and Scooby. Thanks show. to the Shaggy and Scooby show. We had to be very quiet about it. And in fact, that was the maybe that's what it is. Oh, that was I the code that. word that we used to talk about the show before we could talk about the show. Maybe he's just paying us a compliment. What do you mean the code word? Never mind. Mystery machine. Um. It, so did we, have, the, did we have a code word? No. Oh. Here's what I think <laughs> the problem is. Yeah, I'll write it down here. Cause... Yeah, write it down. <laughs> 
It, we called it. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're such disease. All right. Uh, so Chipotle, this is going to be a problem because what we see now in terms of what a sick day is or a day off is different than what it was 10 or 15 years ago. Right. If you call in today and say to your boss, hey, I just can't make it in today. And the boss says, oh, is everything okay? Are you?" And you just say, I just can't make it in today. You get credit for a mental health day. How so much so of- is a nurse going to be able to come and, and diagnose you? Uh, how would they be able to tell the boss, oh, they don't really need it. They don't really mean it. They don't. That's the part I don't understand. I think this has more to do with the food issues Chipotle has had in recent years. There have been at least three cases that I can think of where Chipotle has had to come out and said, yeah, we had some bad X, Y, and Z, and it's gotten a bunch of people sick. I think this is less about people being hungover, ha, 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 and more about serious food safety issues. Concern that someone who is sick is going to be preparing the food and then cause another problem. I I totally agree with you. Because, listen, they've had, like, to your point, they've had some very high-profile bad publicity. Norovirus. Well, I wasn't going to put a name on it. Norovirus yes. in Virginia in 2017 in an internal investigation found out it was caused by store managers and an employee while they were unwell. Don't go to work if you're sick. Especially not in the food service industry. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, if my if my, my son is a tire monkey and he's throwing tires on your Jeep or something like that, chances are you're not going to contract even the flu from him. You don't call him tire monkey, do you? What? Yes. What do you mean? Well, it's just a little pejorative. No, 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 no. Is that what they call each other? I don't know. Does he call you a radio monkey? He could. (laughs) I don't know. Monkeys are just, they're obsessively uh, fastidious little creatures. Are they? Yes. He's good at what he does. Now, what he said, what this um, Brian Nickel, the CEO, said was there's probably more people in here that might have the common cold. He's speaking in the room. Even after we clean up after you, (laughs) good Lord, and we don't use a cleaner that kills that germ, it hangs around for the next customer. Uh, Even though our team member did nothing wrong, there was nothing wrong with the food, we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard to make sure that the dining room gets sanitized in a way that it hasn't been in the past. So now he talks about they, they do have... They're cleaners that do kill norovirus. So. Tomorrow is a big day. We will be out at Christ Cathedral for our annual Postathon. It is our ninth annual. We raise money for Katarina's Club, Chef Bruno's Charity. It's all about feeding hungry children in Southern California. Up to 25,000 kids every week he provides a warm meal for. Uh, 100% of your donation will go directly to Katarina's Club. So come hang out. You can donate at postathon.com. You can go into Smart and Final and ask them about their $10 KFI Postathon donation. Real easy to do that. Those are everywhere. Also, if you're, gonna, if you're going to be out there tomorrow, bring as much as you can. There will be places for you to donate. I mean, the parking lot there is set up so that you can drive through. If for some reason you can't stop, just pop that trunk There will be people outside that will unload everything for you and you can take off or pop your trunk, unload everything, and then park and come on inside and see the show uh, or shows, however you want to do that. We will talk trending when we come back to Gary and Shannon. 
live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. That was a good call on that pizza, Blake. I like that uh, meat combination. Yeah. Wow. What? Looks good. It's good. It is good. Oh, no. No. (laughs) Why not? Why not? There's plenty. Okay. Morgan's just eating her vegan donut. Are you vegan now, Monica? No. Oh. Hey, Monica. Yeah? Would you like some pizza? Yeah. Do you want me to bring it to you? Don't worry. I got it. service. Is this a preview like, of what leave, we could get? I will well, leave the show right now and bring you pizza. Is is this a preview of what we could get if we bid on, yeah, sweet, on the Dodger game with yeah. us? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but probably not the pizza. John and Ken maybe would a, do this. Maybe a Dodger dog. Okay. I Nothing. I just had a full conversation in my own head, and man, it was funny. What was it about? Nothing. I'm not going to say. You have to tell me. Nope. Was it involving Dodger dogs? What else is going on, Blake? Time for What's Happening. Well, the U.S. House is pressing forward to draft articles of impeachment against the president. This coming from Nancy Pelosi this morning. She said our democracy is what is at stake. president leaves us no choice but to act. And then she went off on a reporter. Uh, The reporter asked, do you hate the president? Because... He was suggesting or I guess reiterating what Representative Doug Collins had said that Nancy Pelosi must hate the president to continue this uh, this ongoing impeachment process. As a Catholic, I resent your using the word hate in a sentence that addresses me. I don't hate anyone. I was raised in a way that is full, a heart full of love and always prayed for the president. And I still pray for the president. I pray for the president all the time. So don't mess with me when it comes to words like that. There is a great movie. The title of it escapes me for this uh, just for a second here. Mandy Moore was in it. Macaulay Culkin was in it. Or Kieran Culkin, one of the Culkin brothers. And it's all about, oh, it's called Saved. And it's about a girl who at one point, to me, it's the funniest line of the movie. She flings a Bible at the back of a kid's head. And she says, I am Full of the love of Christ. That is exactly what that was. That was the She's attitude like, that she had. As a Catholic, don't mess with yeah. me or I will F you up. I, I resent. I don't hate anything. But man, do I resent that. Yeah. Hey, what? I am. My heart is full of love. And always prayed for the president. Uh, I don't think I that's don't accurate. No. Uh, NFL host Jane Slater is uh, trending right now because on Twitter she talked about how a Fitbit tripped up an old relationship. Uh-oh. An ex-boyfriend gave her a Fitbit for Christmas. She says, I loved it. We synced up our Fitbits. We motivated each other. And then I found out that he was trying to motivate me at four in the morning. Um, but it wasn't her. It wasn't that her. She was supposed to be motivated. She, she was- started seeing his Fitbit ping and it's four in the morning and he's... Like, not answering his phone. Okay. You think I spy on my wife just because I know where she is on my Find My Friends app? Yes. This is ridiculous to know. I would not. Yeah. To have the information from someone else's right. Fitbit? Right. That's so You crazy. know when they're on the move. You yeah. know when they're walking around. You know when they're at their desk. Like, that's next level. Um, do you, the conversation that, by the way, that started this, that she got into was the discussion over the Peloton ad. Have you seen this kerfuffle? I have not. So Peloton out is out with a commercial where woman gets a, a 
Peloton bike, you know, where you can do your spin classes with the video and everything. And uh, she it follows her, the commercial, basically follows her through the course of the year, right? And she goes from 115 pounds in the first video to 150, or 112 pounds a year later. And people are saying, oh, it's horrible. Why would a husband get her his wife a Peloton if all she's going to lose is three pounds? It's so sexist. She was sexist. 115 pounds. Well, here's the thing. You can, That's you nothing. can completely work out and be a lot healthier right. a year later. It's not all about weight loss. Oh, it's very funny. Very, very funny. Um, anyway, that was what started that, that whole conversation for Jane Slater. Muhammad is on the list. Muhammad makes the list of the 10 most popular baby names in the United States for the first time. This list is unbelievable. Why do you say that? I don't know anybody that has these names. Well, you're not a young person. I suppose. Uh, Liam, number one, then Jackson. I have a friend whose son is named Jackson. Uh, Uh, I guess I do know a Jackson. Noah, Aiden, of course, Aiden from Sex and the City. Uh, Grayson, Caden, Lucas, Elijah, Oliver, Muhammad. Um, these are, I, I'm always fascinated by these because one of the things that we talked about when we named our kids was we didn't want anybody to have us a, a particularly, we didn't want there to be a lot of Calvins in the class or Olivia's like we wanted to pick names that were going to be somewhat obscure but not crazy right not like spatula or anything like that not putting in a silent why right so we did well with calvin better than we did with olivia's we know a lot of olivia's we don't know hardly any calvin's um but ezra is on this list in the top 50 connor and colton and miles and adam and carson it, it's just that's anyway liam is the number one name did you hear the story about dave the duck Dave the Duck had to have his penis surgically removed. Dave the Duck is a duck over in the UK. And he had to have his, and I'm quoting here, traumatized penis surgically removed because of his insatiable sex drive. This duck was getting tons of tail. Left and right and up and down. Between five and ten times a day. And guess what? It wasn't even mating season. No. This duck was pulling tail like a freaking rock star. Tail everywhere. The problem is the... The, 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 the other ducks The other ducks started freaking out. They were like, listen, I'm not into it, Dave. Like, not today. And so they started pecking at his penis. And that was part of the problem as well. It got an infection. It got an infection. It got gangrenous, as they say. And they had to take the whole thing. The whole kitten caboodle. Antibiotics failed, and they said that they had to lop off the putrid phallus. Oh, God. You didn't have to go that far. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) I didn't even want to do the story in the first place because it made me sweat. (laughs) (laughs) That's the meats. That's the meat pizza. It, it might just be the meat pizza. Uh, right, couple I, stories. Yeah. Well, we got. We may have this one. We're going to do this. We'll try to get to it. The average person can't last four hours with their families over the holidays. Of course. That's a good, yeah. <laughs> it's so a true. very true. I'm surprised four hours. Uh, that's a pretty, that's the length of a football game. 
plus. Um, but we're also getting a hold of Chris Christie, the ABC7 reporter who was in the helicopter when they had to put it down last night because they apparently ran into a drone. Talk all about that when we come back to Gary and Shannon. profane. It's 100% profane. That is not going to happen. You're no fun sometimes. Tomorrow is Postathon, our ninth annual opportunity for you to come on, on out to uh, Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove. We're collecting money and pasta and sauce for Katarina's Club, Chef Bruno's charity that feeds thousands of kids every week here in Southern California. And you can rest assured 100% of that donation, whatever it is, whether it's Money or pasta or sauce will go directly to Katarina's Club. Information about it is on uh, pastathon.com. We'll talk more about this throughout the show, but yesterday, John and Ken tried to derail our success by referring to us as Shaggy and Scooby. Thanks to the Shaggy and Scooby show. Uh, and he, it's like you can hear his smile. Like he's so impressed with himself yeah. for coming up with that. Look what I thought of, John. I'm going to show you something pretty and shiny. Thanks to the Shaggy and Scooby show. Now, listen, we've been trying to get people to come up with duo, you know, duos from history that we could call them. Uh, whether it was uh, Statler and Waldar for Lloyd and Harry or Felix and Oscar. Or Archie Regina and Edith. George and Gretchen Wieners. Jason had SpongeBob a, and Patrick. That's good. Jason had a great <laughs> idea. He says, I don't think we should find names to call John and Ken. Instead, we should just pool up money to buy their ticket for the ball game. Now, this is, of course, the bid for going to a Dodger game with either John and Ken or us. Two separate auction items that are going up for that we pool our money. We buy theirs, okay? We we are the winning bid on going to see a game with John and Ken, and then we give that ticket to somebody like a mime, a birthday clown, Loretta Sanchez. Or a homeless. Or Mike Bonin. Homeless from Skid Row. And let that person go with that John and Ken. That is brilliant. That's a very smart thing. Brilliant. Uh, scary moments last night for Eric. 7HD KABC's chopper when it was hit midair by an object. Pilot and reporter Chris Christie was flying over downtown last night when it happened and joins us now. Chris, thanks for making some time for us. Shannon, Gary, how are you guys? Great. Well, I mean, that must have been a rather evacuative type moment where you thought the pl- the helicopter hit something. Yeah, I mean, we felt it and we heard it right away. And not the most uncommon thing. Uh, yeah, I would say in the last couple of months, we've actually hit a few birds, um, which happens every once in a while. Uh, I should clarify, by the way, I'm actually the reporter in the ship. We actually have a pilot who just flies and then a photographer in the back. So we're actually a three-man crew. And we all looked at each other, and uh, it was definitely a, a big gulp. We looked at each other and uh, realized something had happened. The helicopter was flying pretty normally, but we knew we had to put it down. Uh, you di- So you didn't it wasn't like it was started shuddering or anything like that when you were in the helicopter. Fortunately not, which gave us a little time to find a good spot to put it down. And we ended up landing over at uh, our station in Glendale, which worked out well. Uh, it wasn't until we got out of the helicopter and brought out the flashlights and looked around. That was actually the scarier part when we saw the damage on the tail fin. How, t- how terrifying is it to know that there could be some horse's ass with a drone that uh, could do damage, more damage um, to you when you're up there? I mean, you don't have control over any of that. It's true. And at night, there's very little you could do. Um, even the best pilots. I mean, it's just there. There's just no way to see that, and especially at that altitude. It's kind of unexpected 
Uh, although there are a lot of hobbyists who do fly at night and they love to get, uh, you know, amazing aerial shots that do go viral often on Instagram. There's a lot of influencer accounts with not just Los Angeles, but skylines across the country, Manhattan, Chicago, you name it. And uh, they have a lot of followers and get amazing pictures. But the flying is actually pretty reckless, especially at night at that altitude and overpopulated areas. It could be very dangerous. Yeah. How high were you when, when you got hit? We were at about 1,100 feet. And from my understanding, most of the consumer drones out of the box uh, typically don't go above or are not supposed to fly over 400 feet. So then do they track this guy down or what? what's next? Well, there are ways. The NTSB does have ways uh, with different manufacturers of tracking down certain drones. But if it's a homemade drone or a custom drone, that might not be a possibility. So we're just kind of waiting for a word back from the FAA and uh, the NTSB at this point. You mentioned when you talked with uh, Veronica Miracle last night that the pilot said that he may have seen a flash, like he may have seen one of the strobes on the uh, uh, on the drone. Do you see those uh, on a regular basis when you're up there? They just happen to be off in the distance or well below you that you don't have to worry about them? So we're always looking for other aircraft. And whenever you see a twinkle in the sky, it is immediately, what is that? Is that a blimp? Is it a helicopter? Is it a jet flying into LAX? How far away is it? And sometimes it's hard to tell. It could be a drone that's really close or a helicopter that's really far and sometimes it's just hard to differentiate those lights are not uncommon um i think he might have seen it out the corner of his eye the way the hel- the way this drone struck the aircraft actually came along the right side so the pilot side of the aircraft which would have been out his right window and maybe out of the right corner of his peripheral vision and that would be about where it struck only it missed the cockpit it just ended up in the tail road wow. and then finally uh what kind of damage what how, what's the prognosis of getting that thing back in the air well they have uh, we have uh, guys working on it right now and hopefully it'll be up uh in the next couple of days if not uh, later tonight but it is extensive in, in the sense that you have a hole in the horizontal stabilizer which is crucial to keep the helicopter in the air uh you've got a big old dent right next to that little hole which is about an inch and then you have a pretty good gash in the side of the tail rotor blade, which is really hard to do, something that would be absolutely impossible, for example, a bird to cause. Um, so it did do some considerable damage, but uh, I think the helicopter is going to be fine at the end of the day. Well, Chris, we're glad you're safe. Thanks for jumping on and telling us the story. And hopefully people will learn not to fly their drones at night at that elevation <laughs> near aircraft. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys, you got it. Thanks, Chris. All right. When we come back, we're going to get into uh, Swamp Watch, not just Hillary Clinton and whether or not she's making the rounds so that she can pitch a presidential campaign. Well, what she feels about women. Uh, yeah. Why Put you... your lunch to the side. I Gary and Shannon. All that pizza. I know you did. And you ate it pretty quickly, too. You look a little clammy. I'll be fine. Do we need a Chipotle nurse to come in here? Check you out. Nothing, nothing, nothing gonna save us now. With this broken silence, my thunder crashing in the dark, crashing in the dark. And this broken record, spinning less circles in the bar, spin round in the bar. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Reminder that tomorrow is our ninth annual Pastathon. For all the information about tomorrow's event and 
The auction items that are up for bid this year go to Pastathon.com. One of the things is a, a speaking part in Gary and Shannon's It's a Wonderful Life, presented by Winston with a Y security screens. You will win a speaking part in our upcoming production of It's a Wonderful Life that we will do live from the KFI studios here in Burbank. Of course, we'll have some lunch, maybe some bubbles as well. The incredible Frank Capra holiday classic will be ruined by us. We I'm not promise. a big fan of the word maybe and bubbles put together. Oh, we'll you want to be more definitive. We'll definitely the, have bubbles. We'll have bubbles. Yes. Then. Uh, again, brought to you by Winston with a Y security screens. The other thing uh, that you could bid on from our show. Are we the only ones that are doing two things? Are I we the so. only ones who care? I think that's what it is. I think clearly that's what it is. We're the only ones who care. We are offering two items, not just the speaking part in It's a Wonderful Life, but you can go to a game at Dodger Stadium with us, enjoy a few Dodger dogs, a couple of pops, popcorn, what the chocolate chunk cookies with Gary and Shannon and the crew at the AM570 LA Sports Luxury Suite right there along the third baseline. is absolutely beautiful way to see a game. Now, the issue is, John and Ken yesterday thought it would be important to disparage us by referring to us as cartoon characters. Thanks to the Shaggy and Scooby show. And they thought that was what was going to push them over the top. They still are a little sore about last year's auction. Yeah, because we beat them. Right. And I understand that that's that's tough. It's tough to rebound after that. We didn't rub it in or anything. We didn't see them in the hallway and like poke them in the chest and say, you're worthless. It's for the children. It is guys. for the children. Pastathon.com is how you can bid on our uh, Dodger game with Gary and Shannon. All right, let's head to Capitol Hill. Drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together. Swamp launch. The White House was quick to respond to Speaker Nancy Pelosi's announcement that she will ask the House to proceed with articles of impeachment against the president. The press secretary, Stephanie Grisham, was quick to write, we look forward to a fair trial in the Senate. The president tweeted that Democrats should do it now fast so we can have a fair trial in the Senate so that our country can get back to business. And that's exactly what's going to happen. The House will move forward with this and it will die in the Senate and will all be for a waste of time. Okay, and if that's the case, is there a chance that even if you are in support of impeachment, even if you're in support of what we've done to this point, do you not then also trust the process to play out in the Senate and accept whatever the decision is in the Senate? I mean, people are suggesting that it's bad for the president to push back against this, to say it's unconstitutional because, I mean, it's literally written in the Constitution. But then, okay, if that's the case, if you're going to be this, you know, fully behind what's going on in Congress, you also have to accept the second half of this, which is going to be, like you said, it's going to be an acquittal in the Senate or uh, not removing him from office, whatever term they use. The, the uh, Nancy uh, Pelosi, I should, sorry, Madam Speaker, also in her weekly news conference today, was asked by somebody, by one of the reporters there in the front row, if she hates the president. And this was her big response. As a Catholic, I resent your using the word hate in a sentence that addresses me. I don't hate anyone. I was raised in a way that is full, a heart full of love and always pray a for the full president. Of love. And I still pray for the president. I pray for the president all the time. 
So don't mess with me when it comes to words like that. You know, I know she's got a heart full of love, the permanent smile she has on her face. As a Catholic. As a Catholic. Don't mess with me. Yeah. As a Catholic. I, I, don't, um, I, I don't mind her saying that she prays for the president. I, I, I hope she does. I think that'd be great if she did. I don't know. And there's no way for me to know. But the, um, the, if, if you didn't like that, don't respond to the question. Don't fall into that trap. Don't get sucked into saying something uh, like as a Catholic. As a Catholic. I don't I don't like the fact that you said hate. I don't hate. I resent. I'll resent the S out of somebody, but I'll never hate them. That's That's so Catholic. As she points directly at the reporter right. and, and yells at She's him. She's wagging right. her right. finger at him. Don't you tell me who not to hate. I don't hate anybody. I only believe in verbal assault. But I resent an <laughs> ass like you. Triggered. <laughs> Hillary Clinton sat down with uh, Howard talk Stern. About this story. <laughs> she sat down with Howard Stern for the first time yesterday, fueling speculation that she could be launching another White House bid. Um, she has created some headlines uh, on everything from her sexual preferences to how she felt during Trump's inauguration. At one point, <clears throat> Howard asked her if she had ever engaged in a lesbian affair. And she she answered, never, 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 never even been tempted. Thank you very much. And she says, quite uh, contrary to what you might hear, I actually like men. And that this is this is where push the plate of pizza to the side. She adds that prior to dating Bill Clinton, she never seemed to have any trouble attracting male admirers. Mm. What do you think her number's at? Oh, Oh, God. God. (laughs) What? Wait, I think quick ass go around here. Blake. Oh, okay. no! Yes, sir. Let's do it. Let's do it. Veto on the, oh, Hillary boy. Clinton. How many sexual partners has Hillary Clinton had? Blake. Um, guys, she served as the Secretary of State to the United States. She's a woman, she was too, a with senator needs. from the great with state needs. of New York. I'm just bowing out and saying at least one. I don't want to. I don't want to picture more. I went to school in the great state of Arkansas, the home of the Clintons. And and are you related? I'm going to say her? I'm going to say she's in the hundreds. In the hundreds, what? she's like no. Will Chamberlain and proud. Yeah. Wow. Monica, I say three. Three. Huh. What about you? Somewhere below seventy. I say six. Give her some credit, please. How, How many she, do you think she's had uh, since Bill Clinton? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> are we talking no. penetration? Yes, penetration. No, stop I'm out. talking. Thank you, Blake. I'm with Blake. We're leaving. Uh, uh, that's time. what got you. All right, guys. By the way, th- there is some discussion. <laughs> Just the fact that she went on the Howard Stern show, there was discussion that she may be in the midst of getting back into the race, or I should say getting into the race, this one specifically. Um, He said back in May, Howard Stern did, if she had come on the show, the way I helped Donald was I let him come on and be a personality. Whether you liked him or not, people related to him as a human being. And he was suggesting if she would just come, this was months ago, if she would just come on the show and let everybody know she's a real person, she's not a political robot up there when she does her speaking gigs. Um, and I don't know if somebody heard that and thought that would be a great idea or not. But when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, North Korea, actually. They're getting back into the game of uh, trying to taunt the president. And 
some of the latest poll stuff to talk about when it comes to uh, Democratic candidates in the state of California. Not good for a couple front runners. We'll get into all of that when we return. Gary and Shannon. We don't care what nobody said. I've got uh, maybe a winner here. Okay. It kind of combines uh, half of an idea we got earlier, but Bonin and Garcetti. Oh, boy. That would that's, just make them mad. That's really good. Bonin and Garcetti. I mean, I really like it. It's got a nice <laughs> ring to it. When you go to Postathon.com, you can bid on an opportunity to go to a Dodgers game with us, with Gary and Shannon. Ooh, Blakey. That's a good one, yeah, too. Jerry and Gavin's not bad. Jerry and Gavin. <laughs> you know what? Well. That's a winner. Uh, you can also bid to go to a Dodger game with John and Ken, although we clearly would be more fun, uh, as pointed out by the fact that they took it very personally yesterday that nobody had apparently told them, even though we've done this for a few years now. Like nine. Uh, yeah. It's been that. Well, I mean, we haven't done the auctions like this, but. They made it sound like they were in the dark about the whole thing. Thanks to the Shaggy and Scooby show. Yeah. Somebody on uh, Twitter wants to know if John and Ken are going to be doing a CBD oil rubbing demonstration at the Postathon. That's not a bad idea. Oh, my God. (laughs) Auction that thing off. Uh, I'm going to have to leave if that's the case. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's a horrible (laughs) idea. Well, uh, North Korea is at it again. North Korea has said that... The president's comments on military force and Kim Jong-un would represent a very dangerous challenge if they were intended to provoke Pyongyang. One of the top leaders of, uh, of North Korea, the vi- first vice minister of foreign affairs, Cho Son-wee, said in a statement that the president's comments, our president's comments, threatened to return the two countries to the tension of two years ago. And... If you uh, call him Rocket Man again, Mm. basically, that we are going to see some – it's going to get real up in here. Now, the thing about it is Kim Jong-un understands every word Donald Trump says, fluent English speaker. This is not like it's lost in translation or anything like that. He knows exactly what he's doing, and he knows exactly what he's telling his people to do when they say things like – If this is meant to make expressions reminiscent of those days just two years ago when a war of words was fought across the ocean, surface again on purpose, it will be a very dangerous challenge. That's written better than 90% of people in the United States can write English. John Kerry has come out of a closet somewhere and endorsed Joe Biden, saying he has uh, the character and experience to beat Trump. Have you seen John Kerry's face lately? Joe Biden has the leadership skills to restore the nation's standing abroad and confront urgent problems at home. They're going to make a new movie about him with Cher as his mother. I suddenly want to go to the track. (laughs) In California, (laughs) it looks like... Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren have lost ground. As a Catholic. As a Catholic, you should not have said the horse face joke. 
Why? Because as a Catholic, some... Catholic, Catholics. As a Catholic, I've never claimed to be Catholic. Oh my God. As a Catholic, I know that we say bad stuff about people all the time. As a Catholic. We just do it behind their backs. Okay. All right. What were you talking about? You're talking about Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden. Losing ground in California, but that's so not surprising because California is so left. So when you see the Bernie Sanders of the world gain traction, it's it's a Tuesday. Well, looks like Mayor Pete Buttigieg has gained some ground, too, because we love the gays here. <laughs> we love the gays. As long as they don't, uh, as long as they don't volunteer for the Salvation Army, but um, right, the it has benefited. So if, if Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden are the ones that are losing, Bernie and Pete are the ones who are picking up those supporters. Kamala Harris out. We know that clearly. And this was the poll that was done was done before she ended her campaign a couple of days ago. Biden is down six points from September. Buttigieg is up six points from September. And I, I wonder how strong Pete Buttigieg is going to be as we get closer to March, we get closer to our primary. Because I do think he's one of those guys who does have uh, some of the, the moderation that would be appreciated by a wider swath of even, say, independent yes. voters in California. Yes. Uh, but he doesn't have uh, the skin tone that some people are looking for in terms of a candidate for the Democratic Party. And he doesn't have the plumbing. That some people are looking for in a in a Democratic nominee. Well, he has the plumbing. He just does different things with his pipes. That's what I mean. His he doesn't want. They don't want the. They don't want the pipes anyway. They don't. Oh, they don't want any pipes. They don't want any pipes. Got it. They're just looking for different a whole different setup. They are looking for indoor plumbing. Is what they're looking for. Not exterior plumbing. Yeah, not a not a hose bib. Um, Pete Buttigieg is also facing criticism because some members of the LGBTQ plus community uh, and gay rights activists have said that um, he should never have volunteered with the Salvation Army. We added a plus onto that thing now? Well, it's better than just a I, dot, dot, dot. Or a XYZ. Right. Or just et cetera. Uh, out, the magazine Out published a story this week with some of the critical tweets, uh, spurred some pushback from some activists who called out Pete Buttigieg for volunteering with an organization that has a history of opposing gay rights. Oh, P.S., uh, mm-hmm. newsflash, here's where we're at um, with that acronym in, in December of 2019. Okay. LGBTQIA plus is what the Wait, PC... LGBTQIA plus... Do you want to guess what those extra letters are Let for? Let me get lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer. Questioning. I, I would Queer or questioning. Or questioning, okay. Uh, I would be intersex. What does that mean? And A would be asexual. You, wow, you're you're liter- you're woke. I, <laughs> I keep a copy of the genderbred person in my wallet at all times, what version is, 4, by the way. What is intersex? Intersex is someone who may just kind of spread out over a, a couple of different sexes. It, I mean, let me rephrase that. <laughs> They, they, I don't think you have to. They may, if you if you were, if gender was a piece of toast, <laughs> okay. and God, on one know. end of the piece of toast it was mostly male, and on the other end of the toast it was mostly female, you would put your gender butter on the top of all of the toast. So sometimes I'm into being uh, more male, and sometimes I'm into being female. 
Is it like you're born fluid? you're born with right. the anatomy, but you don't necessarily fit definitions for a certain gender. That's kind of like me, really. Mm-mm. No? No. 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 Genderbred person just gave you a I big like thumbs dude down. Dude stuff. Not quite what it means. You also like dude stuff. Oh, so it's because I don't like the girl stuff in the sex department, right? Okay, we didn't have to get oh, super man. specific. That's part of the glory of keeping it a little bit uh This is uh, my hidden. problem with labeling all of it. Can't you just do what you're going to do and not put a freaking label on it? <laughs> I'm so confused. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, I should have left with you. I should have left a while ago. <laughs> I like football. Okay, that's not, that's oh not on the genderbred person. Nowhere does it say football. Has anyone seen my baseball? <laughs> Blake hit the freaking thing. Oh, okay. cocktail and watch that at two i'm all in (laughs) gary and shannon kfi am 640 live everywhere on the iheart radio app there is a a viral video that's going around vice president joe biden is at a uh is it a voter meet and greet town hall kind of thing believe it's in iowa and the guy was asking him, hey, listen, uh, you know, we, we think Donald Trump has been getting in trouble for all this stuff with Ukraine. But don't forget, your son was over there and he had no business being over there taking a job. He had no reason he should have been on there. And Joe Biden fired back at the guy. You're a damn liar, man. And then challenged this, I would say, out of shape fella to a push-up contest, a running contest and an IQ test. Mm. So. Nothing says security like a challenge, a three-pronged challenge. I took down Corn Pop. I'll take you out, old man. Deborah's mad at me on Facebook for insulting the Catholic religion, and I Ooh. will, uh, I will confess <laughs> to that. <laughs> I uh, wonder if, the next as time a Catholic, I go to I, confession. I wonder if, as a Catholic, she can call you. Up. Well, no, oh, she can't. She can call you out for that. As a Catholic, that's what you do. You call out other Catholics for not being Catholic enough. But you don't. She doesn't hate you, we know. I'm looking at some of her other no, no. comments. I'm pretty sure. No, she can't. Um, has, you Nancy guys are Pelosi. idiots. Um, but that hmm. doesn't mean she hates us. It's very Catholic of her. Yeah. As a Catholic. As a Catholic, she can't hate you. At the bottom of this hour, <laughs> we'll get into some strange science, including Bill Nye, the science guy, is actually going to go to court with Disney. I haven't heard his name in a while. Jason Nathanson joins us now, and this is all about NBC and the, what looks like to be an official investigation now into all the drama surrounding America's Got Talent. Yeah, when they do an official investigation, do they have the law and order thing? Does that go? Dun, dun? Oh, my gosh. I'll bet you as they walk down the hallway, should, right? some of those NBC lawyers have that on their phone ready to go. 
I, I would have that if I were one. Uh, but, yeah, this is over America's Got Talent. And a couple of weeks ago, we got word that they had fired new judges, Julianne Huff and Gabrielle Union. And that came on, I think, on a Friday. It was just dumped. And they go through the judges on a semi-regular basis. But it was kind of weird because Simon Cowell and Howie Mandel are still there. So the guys are still there. They just fired the new women, which didn't sit re- well with a lot of people. And then in the week following, we got a little bit more news about maybe what had happened and Variety broke the news saying that Gabrielle Union had complained about toxic culture and some racially insensitive things that had gone on during her tenure at the show. She'd complained to executives and higher ups, and she'd done that a couple times, and that possibly that this firing was retribution for that. Maybe she was just making too much noise. A couple of the incidences that people are pointing to, and again, this is from Variety, there was a time when Jay Leno was there doing a guest spot, and he was taping something with all the judges, and he made a joke about how there's a big picture, I guess, of Simon Cowell in the hallway surrounded by his dogs. And Leno made a joke that the the pets look like something someone would find, quote, on the menu at a Korean restaurant. And uh, people were, they thought that that was not funny, that that was racially insensitive. According to Variety, Gabrielle Union, who uh, was just hired for the season, she urged producers to report the joke to human resources at NBC. And that kind of made its way up the ladder. The joke was cut out of whatever show that they were doing. Another critique that she got uh, frequently, apparently, was that her rotating hairstyles were too black for the audience of America's, of, of America's Got Talent, which, I mean, I can't believe in this day and age that people are giving notes like that. Right. Uh, and this is a note she apparently received, according, again, to Variety. She received this note over half a dozen times, according to four sources with direct knowledge of the exchanges. Uh, so that's uh, obviously something that, that she was not happy with and made it known. And then there was another report, and I think this is one of the ones that probably had the most impact on her relationship with Simon Cowell, because remember, Simon Cowell owns the show, his company owns the show, and he's a judge on it. And apparently, according to Vulture, that Cowell insisted on smoking indoors throughout the shoot, and Union complained about that because she says she's allergic to tobacco smoke, and it caused her to get sick. So she complained about that. Of course, he's her boss, and you know their relationship was not good after that. Um, Julianne Huff also left the show. Was that in connection with this at all, with Gabrielle Union? There, it, the, the announcement on both of them came at the same time. And when they Variety reached out to Julianne Huff initially for comment on it, she said, look, I had no problems there. You know, I understand. That's fine. Uh, Gabrielle Union, though, uh, she was the one who had the issues, and she was the one who kind of came forward with this. Now, yesterday, she had a five-hour conversation with NBC, a closed-door meeting. She tweeted that it was five hours, and she said she thought it was pretty Productive, and that she was able to, again, express her quote-unquote unfiltered truth. She said she led with transparency and her desire and hope for real change. NBC said after that in their statement that there's going to be a further investigation to find out what exactly happened here. And this comes after the initial story came out about the problems Gabrielle Union was having. SAG-AFTRA, who represents Gabrielle Union, she's a member of that union, said that they were going to investigate Times Out was very, or Times Up was very unhappy with everything, and they said they called for change, and a lot of big actresses in Hollywood got behind Gabrielle Union on that. All right. Jay, thank you. Appreciate it. Take care. You bet. Jason Nathanson there with the latest uh, on this uh, America's Got Talent Gabrielle Union story. Coming up next, we've got some tech gifts.
under $100 for you. The hot holiday gadget gift ideas. Also, the best tech to gift non-techie types. Tomorrow, of course, our ninth annual Pastathon. We're going to be broadcasting all day live from Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, and we would love it if you would stop by. Bring your donation. They'll pull it out of the car for you. You park it. You come on inside and hang out and see the show. You can find all the details. It's better than sitting on a mayonnaise jar. Oh, man, we should bring a mayonnaise jar just to prove how uncomfortable that would be. We can't have anybody force anybody to sit on it. No, no, I'm not talking about anybody We're doing the broadcast in a church. We can have Blake do it. Pastathon.com is where you'll (laughs) find all the drop-off locations, how to donate online, all the details about tomorrow's event, and, of course, our auction items as well. For us, we're auctioning off a Dodger game with Gary and Shannon, where next season we get to hang out in the suite and uh, maybe some, some... Service, some some Dodger dog service where we bring it to your seat or whatever. I'm kind of looking forward to baseball season where I feel nothing. Why do you why do you say it like that? Just because it's just, you know, it's been a lot. Been... You know what baseball you close your eyes. I want to do something for you. Mm-hmm. Opening day. Okay. What do you smell? Grass. Exactly. Now why <laughs> would there be anything wrong with the opening of baseball season? I said I'm looking forward to it. I know. I'm just it. saying that's just – it's a beaut- – everybody's got a memory. It's a bright blue mm-hmm. sunshine. You're making me mad. The other thing that you can win <laughs> oh the Pastathon auction is a speaking part in Gary and Shannon's It's a Wonderful Life presented by Winston with the Y security screens. Did you see that great tweet from Carol? Yes, I did. Carol last year won the speaking role in A Christmas Carol. No coincidence there. And she said, listen, I won the on-air part – I got to meet Mo Kelly, Justin Warsham, Dean Sharp, Neil Saavedra. I drank champagne. I ate cookies made by Gary's wife. And then when and was there when Liz called, it is priceless. Bid, people, bid. You know, I kind of feel like I know what men feel like right now. I start a conversation off with, I can't wait till baseball season. And it ends with you saying, you're making me so mad right now. It's like you can't win. Mark Salzman, when we come back. Take it from me if you want a T-shirt to sleep in. It's my favorite, but you can keep it. it. Looks good, baby, you should need it. Hanging off your shoulders. Give me them bare feet dancing down the hall. You know, I used to spend four hours every day with John and Ken. Where did it get me? Nowhere. Doghouse. Got me in the doghouse. Doghouse. Now I'm Scooby-Doo. Thanks, guys. They now refer to you. Well, they refer to our show as the uh, the Shaggy and Scooby Show. Blake, give me this computer so I can make fun of John and Ken. Thanks to the Shaggy and Scooby Show. Yeah, that's uh, that's how they referred to us at least twice yesterday and probably more often than that. It's just hurtful. It also doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, when I say Statler and Waldorf, everybody knows what I'm talking about. If sure. we say if we say anything, if we say Edith and Archie, that might be, might even be a stretch. What were some of the others? Itchy and Scratchy. Bonin and Garcetti. Bonin and Garcetti makes perfect sense. That's what I'm going with. Um, Gavin and Jerry. Gavin and Jerry. Those, that's a good one. Like, those make sense. Yeah, those make Shaggy sense. Shaggy and Scooby don't. Well, you know why? Because we bring our A game. Because we're varsity. All right? And they're like dealing with Frosh slash JV over mm. there with their insult game. You got to bring it if you're going to come up against us because we can be D's. Pastathon.com is where you can bid on our Dodger game with us. Although John and Ken do have one up there as well, we know which one's going to be more fun. We'll talk all about that pastathon a little bit later before we end the show. We'll tell you what's going on tomorrow. All right, let's hook up with our friend Mark Saltzman. The machines are getting smarter. This is Tech Talk.
Brought to you by Skynet. Mark Saltzman, USA Today columnist, host of Tech It Out, and our friend joins us every Thursday to talk tech. And today we're talking affordable tech for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Nice to chat with you guys. Uh, Scooby, Scooby Dooby Doo. Rut row. <laughs> Love it. Does that make me shaggy? All right. I'll take a Snoopy, Scooby snack later. But yeah, let's uh, get our geek on and, and talk about some affordable tech. I mean, sure, we all want, you know, the latest and biggest TVs and VR glasses and all that, but that could, that can really add up. So let's uh, look at some stuff that won't break the bank, starting with some smart speakers. Um, you can stream your KFIs, your, your digital music streaming services. Uh, you know the drill. You ask a question, you get a human like voice give you an answer. Now you can get them for 25 bucks. For the Amazon Echo Dot, and uh, for two for forty-five bucks, you can get the Google Home Mini, a two-pack. Because people are now they're so inexpensive, and people love the convenience of using their voice to uh, control their smart home or task for weather, or as I was saying, streaming your music and podcasts. You can now put them in several rooms, right? So they're so affordable. I think it's a great uh, you know stocking stuffer, or maybe if you're buying for an aging parent, it's such a natural interface. Just to use your voice, let's, right? So now is the, this is the year to buy one because the prices the are really dropping. Let's pull the curtain back on the uh, uh, on the Saltzman household. Where is the one that you use the most? So the one in my home office is the larger one with better sounding audio for my music. But uh, we have one in the kitchen for timers and recipes. And um, yeah, my kids have them. They use them as homework helpers. You know, they'll say like, yeah. you know, I don't want to say the wake word, but they'll ask question, <laughs> hey, math you. questions. Yeah, exactly. They'll ask math questions or history questions. And so they use it while they study either in the rooms or in the kitchen. So, yeah, we have a, we have a few, but that's, you know, occupational hazard. People just send them to me to review. So, but they're, they're really affordable. Yeah. Um, if speaking of uh, Amazon, their Fire 7 tablet is under 30 bucks right now wow. for a seven inch color touchscreen tablet. For, it's usually fifty, but still, that's like under thirty bucks for a tablet. Now, look, just I was uh, I was saying off the air uh, with your producer. Don't expect iPad-like quality, but it is a sixteen gigabyte tablet, and you can expand the memory card uh, with you want, with an optional memory card if you want. And it really works well if you've got an Amazon Prime service, because then you've got an unlimited number of books to read on it, uh, unlimited number of movies and TV shows, and of course shopping discounts and, and music and all that. So that's an optional one hundred nineteen a year for Amazon. Prime, but for under 30 bucks, if you haven't yet pulled the trigger on an e-reader or on a tablet, you don't have to spend 350 and up for an iPad. So that's uh, that's certainly one to, to check out at Amazon. Uh, people cutting the cord a lot lately, and of course, that Roku streaming stick is also uh, one of those yeah. good gifts. 49 bucks for their high-end model. That's the Roku streaming stick plus. You can go for as low as 20 odd bucks for the HD version, but with the streaming stick plus, it's 4K. So if you have a TV that supports the, that extra resolution with HDR or high dynamic range, which in just plain English means better contrast brightness and color but it also has a few other bells and whistles it, it has a, a voice remote so you can simply ask what you want to watch and it'll go across all the streaming services that you subscribe to or the free ones that are all included in roku so ones like netflix or amazon prime video or disney plus or apple tv plus like any of those services that works with so if you if my wife might say you know show me something with brad pitt in it that wouldn't be much of a surprise uh it would actually comb through all the <laughs> the, the subscription services and then show show you content. It also has better Wi-Fi. So if your router isn't so close to your smart TV or where that Roku stick is plugged into, 
which turns your regular TV into a smart TV, that it also works better. So for under 50 bucks, um, here's a, a pro tip. If you travel a lot and you stay in hotels, never pay the hotel for for a movie. Bring that Roku stick, which looks like a USB, you know, a thumb drive, a thumb stick. Snap that into the side of the TV. Join the free Wi-Fi and use that to access wow, all of your that services. That is going to change my life. There you go. Yeah. Um, at Gary's house, it's Bradley Cooper that's requested just because <laughs> his right. eyes are so blue. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not going to, you know. You're not going to get into that? It must be an inside joke, right? Thank you, Mark. Yeah, don't. <laughs> okay. All right. Don't, yeah. Well, uh, I didn't know if that was you, Gary, asking for Bradley Cooper or someone else in your house. No judging over here. No, no it's 2019. You don't yeah, know what it, people hey, are into. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Remember when we used to say that like a decade ago? Yes, <laughs> totally. Was that, was that like a Seinfeld reference or something? I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Anyways, one more to leave you with. Uh, Samsung 50-inch 4K TV. For two seventy nine, wow, R- ridiculous! That you can today in twenty nineteen buy a fifty inch TV for two seventy nine. That's at Best Buy. The model number is the NU sixty nine hundred. It is a four K TV with HDR, like we talked about for better for a better picture picture quality, and it's a smart TV built in as well. So just like all around, I mean, re- you really have no excuse if you want to buy tech and you don't have a healthy budget, you really can get some great stuff without breaking the bank. And I'm not talking about crappy tech. This is all pretty good stuff. A Samsung smart TV, no less. Well, so. we'll throw all of these that you've been talking about up on our website, and we'll also throw a link to uh, to the lists so that people can see what you're doing. And, of course, cool. follow Mark on Twitter, Mark with a C, Mark underscore Saltzman, and you can find all that stuff as well. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Mark. And to you guys. Cheers. Cheers. We come back. Uh, we'll get into some crazy science stories. Uh, we haven't heard much out of Bill Nye, the science guy, for a long time. We'll tell you about why he's going after Disney. And then an update on uh, Scooby Gate when we come back as well. And why you don't want to hang out with your family for four hours. <laughs> Gary and Shannon will continue. <laughs> don't you worry, AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Found out that uh, Rudy Giuliani paid a visit to the Ukrainian capital to hold meetings and film a documentary. It's also supposed to uh, revive, I guess this visit meant to revive the efforts that landed him and uh, the president in the impeachment inquiry. Democratic lawmakers moved a step closer today to drawing up articles of impeachment. Of course, that all surrounds a July 25th phone call the president made to the president of Ukraine. Nancy Pelosi came out today and said that she wants to move forward with the articles of impeachment and probably have a vote in the full House for impeachment before Christmas. Well, Bill Nye is in the news. Bill Nye, the science guy, he filed suit against Disney back in 2017. He alleged that he and the other owners of his show that ran on PBS and in national syndication during the 90s were shortchanged. And he's questioning the accounting over the series. And now a judge in L.A. Superior Court has ruled that the case will go to a jury trial. Strange science. You forgot to hit that button. It's like weird science, but strange. So, yeah, he's going after $28 million in damages. And the judge says that this 10-day trial will take place in May. You ever met Bill? Nye? Nice guy? 
I don't think so. Uh, I did two years of fantasy camp with him when I was working for the Mariners up in Seattle. What do you mean? What was his, what was he there for? Fantasy camp. Oh, really? Yeah. I was there on behalf of the radio station. He was just there as a fan. And how was he at the baseball? Uh, Not as good as you did? He is a scientist. He was a fan and he was a scientist. Yeah. I'll say that. And then I ran into him in the Burbank airport one day. And did he remember you? Yes. But uh, after he had that uncomfortable, oh, please don't, please don't ask me for an autograph. Hey, Bill, it's scary. We were baseball. Oh my gosh, that's right. How you been? That was years ago. Uh, super nice guy. This this type of thing, Disney does not do this type of thing. They, if they go, if they've been granted a trial date, this will never see a courtroom. Disney will write them a check and they'll say, thank you for your service. We appreciate your time. We're not going to go to court. With right. You. This is not what they do. China I, is editing babies. Uh, There's a gene editing that was performed on Chinese twins to immunize them against HIV. It may have failed, and it may have created unintended mutations. People start messing around with stuff that they're not supposed to be messing around with. It was biophysicist He Zhangkui who ignored ethical and scientific norms in creating the twins Lula and Nana. He made expansive claims of a medical breakthrough that could control the HIV epidemic. So he tried to immunize them against the virus, and he screwed these babies up, which is why you let God do this crap. You think those are grandma names in China? No. Oh. As a Catholic. I say let God. As a Catholic, let God do this crap. God do this crap. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's in the Bible. As a Catholic. uh, That's never going to go away. Hey, here's a story. There is a... uh, there's a study commissioned by Motel 6. One in four Americans will find a quiet room in their relative's home to hide away from everyone this holiday season. I did that. And in fact, how long did you say, would you say it took? I stayed there for 30 minutes. No, no. How long to until you sought refuge? Oh, uh, it was not long. We started, they started talking politics. I'm like, nope. Time out. I think you can be honest with this in 2019. There's a guy who works for the Chargers. His name's Jojo. And he calls it Jojo time. And he's totally honest with his family and his friends. And he's like, I need Jojo time. And I say Jojo time. I'm talking about the cookies from Trader Joe's. Those things are awesome. Oh, so good. I mean, you can call your time whatever you want to. But he'll just tell his family and friends, like, I need an hour of Jojo time. So I'm going to go over here and I'm going to have my Jojo time. And I think that that's healthy. Instead of lying and hiding from your family, just say, hey, you know what? I need some Gary Hoffman time. How do you think that to would go? To my own family? How do you think that would go over? Yeah, please refer to yourself in the third person. <laughs> Full name, too. <laughs> Gary Richard Hoffman needs some Gary Richard Hoffman attention right now. <laughs> I love that your middle name's Richard. <laughs> what else is it going to be? Scooby? <laughs> Shaggy? No. Anyway, a little bit more about the survey. We'll also tell you what the Scooby Shaggy thing is when we come back. You know what? Can we shorten bring... Richard to uh, D. My father's name is Dick. Okay. We should. Uh... I mean, his full name is Richard. Mm-hmm. We should bring those guys in here. Nope. No. No. I want them brought in here. Got Morgan, them. bring me. Bring me a John Ga- and or bring Ken. Me Gavin and 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 Jerry. I'm on it. 
God. I'll tell them I'm vegan too. Oh my oh, gosh, that's good. Wow. Tell them, tell them you have a secret to tell them, and they will come a running. I'm on it. Yes. Do they like secrets? Oh, they love secrets. Oh yeah. I mean, don't we? All? Who doesn't? Yeah. Right. Gary As a Catholic, continue. I As love a Catholic, secrets. Everybody loves. As a Catholic, secrets. Catholics everybody have a lot of secrets. secrets. Yeah, yes. damn right. Ooh. Investigation. So why don't you just meet me in the middle? In the middle, baby. Why don't you just meet me in the middle? Gary and Sh- Shannon. I'm losing my mind. Just you have a stroke? I'm almost shaggy. You guys, this war is a, a legit war. Because KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. John and Ken uh, shut the door on Morgan's face and locked it. Well, if you were listening yesterday, basically about this time, um, they were talking about... <laughs> Deborah's listening now. They were talking about this Pastathon auction that we have going on. And we, being the show that cares the most, has... Two items up for auction. Right. One of them is the speaking role in It's a Wonderful Life, which will be presented Friday, December 20th, from here in the KFI studios in Burbank, brought to you by Winston with a Y security screens. The other thing is going to watch a Dodger game with us in the suite. Well, we kind of have a healthy competition of who's going to uh, get more money for the children, right? whether it's going to be our show or John and Ken's show. I, I believe last year we beat them for the first time, mm-hmm. and it felt real good. And uh, they didn't like that, I don't think, because last night, like yesterday on their show, they resorted to violence and name-calling. Thanks to the Shaggy and Scooby show. Now, that was the first of at least a couple of references. Oh, is that? So, yeah, this is what we're going to oh do, Oh, my too. gosh. This is, why, this is why it's legit war. Okay, now, we've, com- we've told you before how John and Ken will come into the studio after we leave, and they'll complain about the horrific smells in here. <laughs> like, they'll say, it smells like an apple. Oh, are you guys eating apples in here? What does it smell like? Candy and cookies. Ugh. Right. So today, because they called us uh, 19 Shaggy and Scooby. characters from the dumb characters from a 1969 show, um, we have secured garlic twisty bread, covered it in garlic sauce and ranch, heated it up, and have hid it in the studio. <laughs> They're going to lose. Do you smell how strong that is? I do, but that may backfire because garlic may be something that really they really like. Oh, you're right. Like we should have gotten a fruit salad. You're right. True. And vegetables. Or just or you broccoli. Know, how about this? Yeah. We could have gotten we could have gotten a head of iceberg lettuce and cut it in half and just. <gasps> could you imagine the stench in here? Oh, of my a gosh. head of iceberg lettuce. They would demand to be moved to another studio. They are going to be live, of course, as will we and every show tomorrow for our ninth annual Pastathon uh, at Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, collecting money and pasta and sauce for Katarina's Club, Chef Bruno's charity that we know feeds thousands of kids every week, every night, and every week here in Southern California. And 100% of the donation goes directly to Katarina's Club. We've been doing this for years. If you want to go by there tomorrow and you want to bring stuff to donate, you can actually just pull into the parking lot. And people will pull the stuff out of the car for you. You don't have to break your back doing it. You can have pickup trucks full of this stuff, and we will unload it for you. Uh, and then pull in and come on inside and see what goes on. You can also donate at a Smart and Final store anywhere, California, Nevada, Arizona. Ask about that $10 KFI Pastathon donation featuring Barilla Pasta and Sauce, generously donated by Barilla and Smart and Final. You'll also get a code for a chance to win a 13-day trip for two to Italy, courtesy of Trafalgar. 
all of the information. We'll mention this, of course, a lot tomorrow uh, as well as today. But you can go to pastathon.com. When you do, down at the bottom of the page, there's information there on how you can donate on these auction items. And again, like we're doing a Dodger game with Gary and Shannon. They're doing a Dodger game with John and Ken. Not the same game. So if you want to kill four birds with one stone, you're going to have to bid, you're going to have to bid twice. War Stories at Barney's Beanery with Brian Suits. Dr. Wendy Coaching, Whisper Your Home with Dean, uh, Ride Along with Steve Gregory, and no one knows how that's going to end. Oh, my gosh. You could end up in a brothel at the border. Possibly. He's done stories oh, I know. about that. Trust me, I know. Now, but the deal is that John and Ken have a sore spot because what we tried to do is after they called us Shaggy and Scooby. Thanks to the Shaggy and Scooby show. We thought of what would what what sort of label could we apply to them that would be... Just as egregious as the label they applied to us. And I think it's Gavin and Jerry. I think Gavin those and Jerry are the is the strong one. But let me just go through some of the others so everyone knows what we were working with. Well, look who it is. We had Ponch and John, Archie and Gavin Edith, himself. Felix and Oscar. Or Bonin and Garcetti. Terrence and Philip, Itchy and Scratchy. Statler and Waldorf and Lloyd and Harry. Regina George and Gretchen Wieners oh as well. Oh, my gosh. That was a good one, too. I forgot to write that one down. Well, what what the hell is going on here, John? Yeah, what? What, what do you mean, yeah, what? Was... You're, you're acting innocent right what? now? You yeah. act innocent. Well, I, well, I, did, I wasn't listening. But... You didn't defend our honor you when Ken not said this. Our... Thanks to the Shaggy and Scooby show. Where were what you? What the hell? Shaggy and Scooby. I spent like <laughs> six years with you. For what? For nothing. For what? <laughs> what did you get out of it? No, no defense. <laughs> six years. No my, friendship. Six of my best years. No, They were some you. of my best years. <laughs> I was in my 20s, for Christ's sake. That's right. <laughs> you, you gave them away to us. I was very cute during those years. <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> Somehow, somehow we've driven up the bid for their for I their know, Dodger saw that, game because we talk crap about you all day long. Uh, well, that's that's uh, that was the idea. We knew if we engaged in a feud that you'd uh, jump on it and uh, it would benefit us. Oh, Thelma and Louise was the other one. Somebody wanted us to call you. Oh, and uh, uh, Archie and Meathead. Archie and, and Edith. I'm trying to think. Do I want to be Thelma or Louise? Which was which? Oh, I couldn't um, tell you. I think Susan Sarandon. Uh, that... I'd rather be her then. And Gina was Davis. Thelma. Yeah, I think. Much more into Susan Sarandon. So if I have to be a woman, <laughs> then well, Gina both Davis. Women. Huh? Interesting. No, both... I said if I have to be a woman, oh, I'd if rather you have to be a woman. Uh, I'd rather be Susan be Sarandon. Yeah, that's more my. What I... about Archie or Edith? Uh, I'd rather be Edith. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's obvious. <laughs> well, this is good fun, and we're going to kick your ass this year. Uh, what's uh, a, what are the numbers? Uh, they're not will, good for it us doesn't right matter. now. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, but if you get a chance, yeah. We need a clarification. Which one of us is Shaggy uh, and which is Scooby? You got to ask Ken. He made that up. Wait, what's know. with the reference from 1969? Huh? That was uh, that was Ken's finest year. That was <laughs> that's when he peaked. That was the best year of his life. <laughs> that's <laughs> he peaked great. 50 yeah. years ago. All that's right, Johnny, Ken, or uh, no, Jerry, Gavin, and Jerry coming Gavin up and next. Jerry. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow out at Pasta Thon. Stay dry, everybody. Blessings.